while we are far from rude, I don't really care about swearing. And I don't edit it out. If the odd F-bomb offends you, you best turn off now. This episode is sponsored by Fred Philip Electrical, NICEIC approved electricians. Duncan and his squad of highly skilled electricians can undertake jobs big or small. They are local and knowledgeable in their field, completing work to the highest degree of detail and professionalism. Fred Philip Electrical are based in Persoy, but can travel to cover the surrounding areas too, providing top quality electrical services. For more information, go to www.fredphilipelectrical.co.uk. Duncan's team have an unrivaled depth of experience working in the local area and beyond. To make an inquiry or appointment, or if you have an emergency, contact Duncan on 01261 843916 or email fredphilipelectrical at outlook.com. Fred Philip Electrical, taking care of all your electrical needs. Welcome back to a third series of the Beyond Canal Park podcast. Delighted enough people are still listening, and in fact, it seems to be growing with every week. Been loving all your comments and messages, it's good for the ego massaging. Part of the lineup, I'm able to bring you once again, after my short break, continuing on from some crackers in series one and two. Before we get on to my main guest this week though, big news and all change at Devonside has been announced. After 12 seasons with five as player-manager, John McClay has retired from playing and stepped down as manager of the club. I caught up with John after the announcement. Well, John, you've finally called time on your long career. Why have you chosen now? Um, well, it was kind of in a pipeline. Uh, since when I left last year, I'd kind of agreed that I would do one more year um, to help out the club and to give Mikey a good start. So it probably been in the pipeline for quite a while, really. Um, my wife was kind of keen for me to stop, and I think the old leggies were just starting to, to go a wee bit. So I wanted to go while I was still kind of some use to the team, and um, they just kind of boys' car, um, I didn't want that. That's fair yeah. enough. But uh, judging by the, the likes and messages that different side have been receiving, you're obviously a popular player there. Uh, it was nice to see uh, the messages for kind of folk there that I've played with you over the years and, and folk that just come and watch the side. Ken, it's, it's nice that folk appreciate the effort. And uh, aye, it was quite humbling that that uh, I got as many kind of messages as I did. Um, yeah. Brilliant. And uh, you're staying on the committee, though, so you'll still be associated with the club in some capacity. I know it's kind of no interest in playing for any other team or anything like that. It's kind of all easy help aside out week forever, whether that's kind of on match days, no saying it'll be every week, but um, we'd like to do my bit. And if they're ever struggling for a team, then hey, I'll always be there to to play the odd weekend, but I think uh, that'll be emergencies only, especially if I didn't play for a few months. Uh, <laughs> never been a fittest, so I'm not sure how that'll go. 
<laughs> okay, well, all the best, John, for your retirement. Um, and uh, we'll see you around the club. All right, spot on. Fantastic servant to the club, and I'm sure that he'll be missed on and off the pitch. The announcements kept coming though on Side's Facebook page and it was shortly announced that the club's stalwart and former captain Ernie Milne had agreed to take on the role of co-manager vacated by John. Stuart Gray was also uh, announced and unveiled as a coach in an exciting and progressive move for the club. Ernie spoke to the podcast briefly once the news broke. Uh, you've now been named the new Devonside manager. How are you feeling about it? I'm fair, excited, and I'm eager, and hopefully ready for this challenge I've got in front of me. But I'm looking forward to it, to, to say the least. Uh, uh, it's, not, it's not an easy job. <laughs> I've heard enough <laughs> of the morning for Wayne and Johnny, and I can imagine, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Ken. I've, ah. uh, I've played for the club for a, a fair amount of time and I kind of cane a lot of the boys and it's it's something I have thought about again since I got my knee injury when I was 27. I did think about it then and again, it was obviously easy choice when Mikey asked me. Just good time I knew with the family and that. So, no, it's... But... And, and how do you think you're going to get on with Mikey? Have you seen him so far? How much do you think you'll work well together? Ah, he's just, he's different, fair manager. It's just the way he approaches things, Ken. His man management and the way he speaks to folk, Ken. It's, it's different, Ken. Neither of the other boys have been bad around. It's just different, Ken. Squad-wise, you think you can compete in the Super League still? Oh, Ken, the group of lads that are there, Ken, there is some really good football players there, Ken, and I'm hoping just uh, building it, I had a couple of boys there and and I think we'll be all right. I've have no issues about that game. I can't score there. It's good enough to play in the Super League. So, ah, right, so, and yeah, uh, you're obviously replacing uh, John, who's been there a long time. Uh, Are you gonna miss him on the park? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Again, I've I've said a lot of folk over the years. He's he's probably the best football player I've played with with my nice. my time of playing junior football. Again, he is. He has been a cracking football player and he's, I think he scored something like 40 goals in two seasons. <laughs> uh, right. he will be a big miss again. No. Uh, and uh, lastly, you, you are going to give him a, a full podcast at some point, I believe. So uh, we'll, we'll save some of the stories for them. But well, I just wish you all the best going forward this season. All right. Thanks very much, Jim. Well, all the best to Ernie. I hope he goes on to do really well alongside Mikey and with a great group of lads. Now, on to this week's guest. As always, I like to have a local lad who has graced Canal Park at some point open the series. It's the turn of Graham Watt, who talks to me about his youth days playing for honking teams, winning cups and the league with Devon Vale, a loan spell with Devon side as well as the best 11 he played with. And here's what he had to say.
It's a pleasure to welcome to the podcast today a player who graced Princess Royal Park for around 19 years at the various levels and scooped the Highland League title as well as the Aberdeenshire Cup with Evan Vale. He was also awarded a testimonial at the Banff Club in 2017 and enjoyed many Scottish Cup moments with him along the way before retiring in 2019. Delighted to be returning to my roots with local lad Graham Watt. How are you keeping? Aye, very well, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. You miss him being involved in Fitbar after retiring last year? Uh, aye, definitely. There's always parts that you miss, uh, parts that you, you, you miss less, so I would, I would say. Um, but, uh-huh. aye, you, you, obviously, you obviously miss miss a buzz on a Saturday. And, aye. Um, aye, you, miss, you miss a camaraderie mainly. That's, that's, aye. that's, aye. Aye. that's it. So we'll get we'll get on to to that uh, journey. But far did it all begin for you? Far did the love of football come in for you? And far did it start? Uh, just a just a, a common story, probably. Just just a, as I was at a bar, you know, in my house. Um, <laughs> my dad obviously played for the Vale, and he was Aye. mad into football. Um, early early memories of just just playing in the streets, Macduff, mm-hmm. up at Myris, and. School, you know, I was playing like only lunchtime or break time. You had it was I was a wee sidey. You know, I was getting in trouble for <laughs> for uh, coming in last because you you had to try and get a winning goal or whatever. <laughs> it was just it was just that again, just just played for fun really. Um, Aye, that's it. And then you kind of get into the oh well, there's a team in McDuff. Do you want to go and join them? And that was uh-huh. that was the start of the Doom Colts, the Doom Colts days. The teams probably Aye. Doom Colts has had a few mentions in this podcast. That's um, right. That's that's where I started. Um, do you mind if I were playing with you and if I was coaching you? Um, I had to actually ask, I had to go and uh, <laughs> ask a question. Um, it was a guy called Andy Smith that, okay. was, your, that was your coach. Um, I don't recognise that name. No, he, like, Graham Walker was involved as well, but obviously aye. he kind of t- took the age up, the age up um, for me, okay, also being, Billy, being Billy's dad. So we, we, this guy, Andy Smith, um, I think his, that's his name. I did ask him, but he, he took our team, and uh, that was uh, that was that was the team I played in. It was aged sort of six, seven, eight. I think it was probably around about the time I started, and it was just kind of doing the galas. Okay, that was that was that's my main it. memory of that, that time. Um, the, t- the guys the guys I played with at the time, um, my cousin Dave Strachan was. Oh, was uh, probably my best pal back in that days, and um, <laughs> there was a few others like I, I've got. I've, I don't really remember it very well because obviously McDuff Lions started up. I've no idea That's what right. happened there. I, I can't remember ever. I mean, like my mum just told me, "No, you're staying at Doom Colts." And Aye, that, yep. that was it. That was it. I don't know uh, the reason behind the split or anything. So I do remember that as soon as McDuff Lions started up, we were hopeless because the <laughs> I think a lot of boys jumped ship. Aye, three quarters of the team was gone. Like the guys like <laughs> uh, played in my team at that age group would have been like Ian Mackey and. John Gray and oh, Alan, Alan McConaughey and goals and they were right. on. So it was really just me and Dave left. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we, our team at level was was pretty poor. Um, I kind of just remember um, me and Dave. So I just seemed that we like, <laughs> like I used to get a bar and just run me as far as I could until I got tired right. much. And it was maybe good uh, for your development as a winger. It maybe was. I that's probably for I got the the enjoyment. <laughs> I just I do main yeah. thing. It probably. Too much that direction, maybe. Um, <laughs> by, the time I, by the time I moved on to a better level, I probably did hit, picked up a few bad habits. I would think so. Um, <laughs> that was that was my that was my memories of doing Colts. 
Aye. And you kept your word. You never went to Lions. You ended up different boys, did you? Aye, well, I was just about to say, I was, I was about to mention that I was loyal to Dean Colts, but that kind of went into the windy fun. Uh, <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Les Crabe that um, That's right, aye. encouraged my um, flipping heck, Les Crabe. Um, <laughs> him and my dad would have been, would have been uh, friendly or whatever, and he aye, just aye. Suggested, that I suggested that I would, that it might have been better for my at Diverin. Um And it was... It was uh, I'm not sure how old I was, 10 or 11 or something like that. Right, yeah. I just, I just uh, went for it. I think um, Dave probably has never forgiven me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was left in his aim, was he? Uh, he was left in his Todd eye. Um, <laughs> and that was it. I remember I uh, went to Divran and like, even at, a, even at that young age, I remember it was like a massive step up from a, I mean, right, the very yeah. first night I went into training, it was like uh, Banff Academy. And there was like uh, Stuart Anderson, your brother mm-hmm. John would have been there. Um, That's sweet. And I mind it was just like physically like a different kettle of fish altogether. I was getting like, uh, <laughs> it, was just, it was just different. Like I was used to just being at Dune Colts and just messing around basically. Aye. And I remember like, I remember a boy, um, Mikey Moore. He was like a big, he was quite a physical center halfback that day. I mean, That's right. Aye. Yep. Wiped out within about 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, this is. Uh, aye, welcome to Buff. Aye, definitely. Aye. And so. <laughs> So I was a year doing coming from McDuff, didn't do the KNMD, and it was. <laughs> I mean, I mean, thinking, dude, I mean, this is this is a, this is a bit different. But you know, I, I probably needed it. Needed it. Again, it was like I wasn't really going like doing clothes, and it set my good stead for the future. Obviously, with the with the veil, made a veil link, and it, it kind of got my, right. into, into the different veil teams after well, that. Les was to kind of take that team on in, into the veil, was he? Oh, that's right. That was the idea. Like the there was a lot of good players at that age group, probably. Again, like it's probably something I'll go into a wee bit later. But mm-hmm. Rudy yeah. wasn't the wasn't the strongest. Again, uh, through the school, but the level below um, was a strong team. The level up, obviously, like I think you've had like a Stevie on and that's right, and John. Yeah. Like that. it was like the golden generation. Either side of us, we were just <laughs> we were just, we were just the bogey team. Like uh, <laughs> right. so, like I was quite often playing with like Chris Crabbe and Robbie Allen and your brother John and, that, ah. and um, that team that Les had. They went, they went on and played uh, at a decent level, and I was kind of sometimes getting pushed up in that level. So it was, it was Aye. definitely, it was definitely better for me Great. at that stage. In terms of your uh, influences on your football, who were you watching the pro teams and uh, and players? Who, who uh, idols? Well, I was a bit, I was a big Rangers man uh, uh-huh. back in that day. So my mate, there was only one for me. It was Brian Loudrop. Um, ah, brilliant! I, he was, he was my absolute hero. Um, I mean, I had like a I've still got it actually. Brian Loudrop um, was a V8, uh, like a like a video, um, a VHS, and I used to just watch it and repeat. And uh, oh, it was just he was just cool, a man. Like even at the time when it was like Gaza and all these boys, like I was an interest. I just wanted to watch Loudrop. Um, probably there, just certainly the top three players that so far played in Scotland. I would say. Aye, aye, definitely. And I think because like similar sort of position that I ended up playing, it was aye, yeah. I was one. I was like desperate to watch. And uh, kind of um, that was uh, he was all, he was always the one from me. Like, aye. You mentioned that your dad Zane he played for the Vale. Yes. Was he good for your development? Did you, were you getting one to one coaching for him, or did he kind of let you do your own thing? Um, oh, he was definitely good for my development. He, he was probably um, he would he would be more like um, a sort of quiet word in the ear after aye. games and like taking my hand and trying to explain things rather than. Like he he wouldn't have been like vocal on the touchlines and stuff like that. Kenny's quite a quiet quiet guy. Um, was he a similar player to you, or 
No, not, not at all. No, not at all. He was, he was. Um, well, he's like six foot two for a start. Aye. Um, <laughs> he I was imagine like, him as a flying winger. Uh, he he describes himself as a silky right winger in his prime. Um, <laughs> but I've also he also describes himself as deceptively slow. So that's uh, that's what he that's what he was. And he, like, Aye. obviously, I was like quite small and quite nippy and that. So definitely didn't get my physical uh, attributes for him. Position-wise, he was able to sort of give you, you pointers. Aye, aye, he gave him a lot of pointers. Is there ever any arguments about who, who was a better player? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, I, think my, uh, <laughs> I think my record speaks for itself. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was, was either a story that, that he... Uh, his his, his like, attitude maybe wasn't the best. I think somebody no. once said that... Uh, he, like, Oh, Ken, you, ah, your dad's a good player, but Ken, from the bar was at the other side of the pitch, you'd, you'd often be over chatting up your mum. So, <laughs> it's so, oh, so, Ken, that was, uh, wouldn't have been my sort of approach. But, uh, he certainly encouraged me to learn for his, his sort of mistakes. Aye. Yeah. yeah, it's good. But, uh, good to have somebody like that uh, oh, in your definitely, corner. Definitely, aye, definitely. You mentioned there then that school football and youth football wasn't exactly the great experience it was for a lot of us at Bath Academy. No, not really. Like I've, I've listened to the podcast, obviously, and every every uh, player you've had on so far has had like the the, the dream team, school team, and uh, speaking, speaking about Nielsen, and we went to this cup <laughs> final and that cup final, and your school team had we had the absolute opposite uh, experience. To be honest, we we were the, the year up for us. Let us say was um, your brother and um, and Billy Walker, Stevie Watt, yeah. Stuart Gray, the level below was Grant, you know, Wayne Murdo. They were they were a decent team as well. On paper, we had some good players. Like we had, um, there was there was been Marcel, James Blanchard, uh-huh. um, Kyle Ray, Stuart Anderson. Obviously, we didn't, uh, good really, bunch. Get, we didn't really get Ando a lot. Um, mm. He spoke about. No, he mentioned that. Uh, Robbie King and so, some decent right. players, but for some reason we just didn't. We didn't just click. Didn't, we just didn't click. So a lot of times we had. Um, it was, it was Mr. Wojcik that, that uh, took your team most of the time. Okay. And, uh, uh, well, Nielsen wouldn't have looked near your team if he was not doing well. No, no. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, he did take us for a training and that. And he also <laughs> came out of players and he did take us occasionally. Um, uh, but right. it, was mainly, it was mainly Mr. Wojcik. And, and we were, he was a good lad, though. He was really good. We loved, we loved uh, him. He was kind of like Aye. one of the boys, really. Um, yeah. He made a good laugh with him and... But it was always like you used to go on away in buses with the school team, Ken, and so you had the, the seniors at the back of the bus and then it worked your way doing. And I mind mean, like you used to come in uh-huh. after, after the game on the bus. How Ken, did how'd your team? I We won, your team won. Like your team was like, no, nah, we got beat 4 0. Ken, uh, we were always like the boys, like the, <laughs> we were the flipping boys. But nah. it probably got better as, as, as time went Aye. on. Like, by the time we got to seniors, we were, we were actually decent. Um, oh, there was a couple of teams merged, and it was a, right, a decent right, yeah. side eye. Yeah, that's right. Um, you must have been reasonably academic at school as well, because I think you went on to uni, weren't you? You, became, you qualified as an accountant, am I right? I did, so, uh, yes. Um, did you never have the sort of goal of being a professional then? Was I was kind of uni um, and semi-pro fit by you were going for, or was there, was there opportunities? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, obviously, like, in my early teens, like, I was I was a decent player, um, but I was never I was never I've never never got picked for any trials or anything like that in the, in the no, school I, days. Kind of was always there was other always other players like you know about my that, that was they probably was looked at CV like, and saw doing Colts and thought nah. Well, I, well that's for the start. That's what I started. <laughs> eh? <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so no, I was just never like I think probably physically developed quite late in terms of like most uh, 
Kenma for a little bit of pace. I was playing for a veil and, I, and to be honest, I didn't really come till I got to like 17, 18, 19. And I, okay, I, was, a, a I was a decent player through school, but I was, I was always players better than I, to be honest. And I did aye. have a goal to, to, to go as far as I could be football, but mm-hmm. at a pretty young age, like, um, you kind of, you kind of care, like, your level, you're not going to be able to mix it. We, uh, the players at the time, like Ken Stewart Anderson was my age, and Ken, it was night and day mm-hmm. between me and him, for example. I played centre midfield okay. a lot of the time in school. Um, okay, aye. And also, like, my mum and dad, to be, to be fair, they, they always sort of drummed in the dear fit bar, but Ken, you've got to... Aye, he's something to fall back on. And I was, uh, obviously, it's sort of, uh, paid dividends in the end. Well, yeah, mum was obviously it. a teacher herself, a music teacher. Um, That's right, aye, she was a music teacher. Had, so a few, was, she'd have been a few rows off her in my day. Like. Did you? No way. <laughs> <laughs> not, as much as, not as much as me, you know. Nah. Uh, no, she, she had to accept for a young age that I was going to do the football route and any music nah. route. Uh, old, uh, I did, she did try and get me into violin there for a okay. wee while in primary school. She bought my violin and stuff and I mean, <laughs> uh, I lost it and and, and, and we had to go raking the streets of Macduff and we finally found it. Um, Are you playing rounders with it or something? Uh, no, well, it was a goalpost <laughs> uh, at Macduff Primary School, so it was, that was the end of that, I think. I, yeah, wasn't it? Aye. was drummed into my, like, Ken Deere fit by a bit. The, the, the school stuff's made, made important. That was, that was That served me quite well, I think. And alongside school, you were, you were playing with the Vale throughout the, the eight different age groups. Um, and it was mixed results for a while as well. I again, like it's a it's a common theme here. Like when we <laughs> we played fourteens uh, and fifteens um, in the juvenile league, and we played in the B league. Um, and again, like we weren't a great. Um, there would have been like like some myself, Kyle, Dunkey, Philip, um, uh-huh. Robbie King. There were a few players for Turriff at the time. Um, and I like speaks for itself. We're in the B league. We never really. Being close to getting promoted or anything like that, but it, no. was, it was a good laugh. Again, my dad, no. Duncan Phillips' dad, took a team, and um, okay. it was a good laugh. Looking back now, it probably wasn't the best for my development, to be honest. Ken, I suppose 14 15 is probably quite formative years for your, your development. Ah, that's right. Um, yep. Maybe would have been better. Ken, a, a couple of boys did go and play um, for the better teams in Aberdeen, but ah, yeah. um, I think at the time, my dad kind of thought it might have been better for my stick with the veil because at that time, 14 and 15, I was getting, so mm-hmm. I had to train the first team now and again and I was okay, for the under 18s and maybe on a bench for the 21s. And in, in hindsight, it kind of maybe, maybe worked for the best in terms of playing for the veil, but in terms of my develop, development, maybe in there, I'm not sure. Um, did you tell me that you had a wee spell training with Aberdeen? Or? I did, I, I, I came about, I, I think I was maybe 15, 16. And I think it came, well, it must have been 16, because it came through James Blanchard. He'd obviously went mm-hmm. on signed full-time. Okay. And Everdeen were, I think they were, they were starting up a development league. Um, right. And for some reason, that age group, they didn't, they'd only taken on four or five full-time players. Um, so they were just wanting to fill a team. We, we got other guys that mm-hmm. have played, played at a decent level. So I went and did that for a few weeks. Um, but it, Ken, it was never, I don't think it was ever really be a view to getting a contract no. or anything like that. Um, no. Ken, it was mainly Glasgow boys actually in the team. And then there was me, um, pretty much just me, Faye up here. So it didn't really okay. I enjoyed no. the experience. Um, I enjoyed the experience. I didn't really feel like my depth either. Ken, I was playing with the, playing against um, the full-time players at the time. They'd been like, Aye, yeah. hearts and that. And I enjoyed it, but it was never really, 
anything that I thought we'd have, we'd have, was going to come to anything. Um, yeah. No, at that, that stage, I was probably pretty focused on on making it through to Vale. Right. Um, that would have been okay. really a bit of time. They were winning the league for the first time, and that was, that, right. was that was just really my goal at that, at that period. Football. And uh, some team to aspire to to get into at that time at Vale and us. So it must have certainly been a good mentality about the club then. Aye, definitely. I mean, like when we were getting asked to go and train with the first team, it was a it was a massive deal. Um, and you were you were sitting in the dressing room, terrified of all the big characters, and just hoping well, uh, John told me that you guys spent a whole morning in the dressing room one oh, day. That's a beautiful story. I like. We I obviously weren't even allowed in the, in the dressing room, Ken, in the referee nah. room, whatever, Ken, and uh, it got to like. So we must have lost track of time. We're capering, usual lost track of time, and it was like, oh boys, we're late here, Ken. Fifteen minutes ago, it started. I was like, what? Well. There's no way we can go new, Ken. We'll be late, and Greg will be so roasted. We can't go new, Ken. You can just imagine us all sort of looking at each other, saying, "I was going to go first here." And I was certainly was in the garden, and maybe else volunteers. So we just uh, we just sat at it. I sat at lunch. <laughs> sat at lunch time. Just ridiculous. Went up the stair um, and just like fronted it out as if we'd been uh, working in the gym or something like that. It was, just, it was absolutely ridiculous. When I think back now, um, but uh, like, it was really like to, to go up to even up to 18s and at that level, it was it was a big it was a big deal because there was players no, I, work and I was Greg was taking in right. players for Aberdeen and I were the place and you were, it was just massive competition even to get in that 18s team at that no, time. I, um, so push yourself. Oh, definitely. I, that's probably one of the reasons I stayed at Vale at 14s and 15s that level because I. You, Ken, you could see the path. Ken, it was like the, the eight, once you were in the eighteens. Um, Ken, you were playing at Princess Royal. Greg would have been there. He would have, he would have started speaking to you. Speaking Greg to seemed you. to to be good at developing youth and sort of spurring them on. Was he? I was like he um, before he even got a veil job. I remember he took our team. He took our team a few times. Um, sorry, under 14s, 15s, or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. he, um, I like. He was he was really good with the young boys to to be honest at that stage. Um, Aye, and he took okay. he obviously took through quite a lot more than he probably needed to given the, mm-hmm. the resources Aye. the club had at that time. I um, gave gave you that chance. Definitely. You got a chance to work under Walter Rob as well, Walter Robertson in the youth teams, did you? It seems Aye. to hope he's a pleasure to work with. Yeah, he's really good, really good. I, I, that was. I think he gave me my first game for the 18s when I was Aye. 14 or something like that. It was like um, a weight Roth, I think it was. And they were short of boys one night and they called me up and I ended up playing a stormer. Um, Ken just just played Aye. man away, played man wing and just had a really good game and probably that, um, worked out well for him in the future because mm-hmm. he ended up being assistant manager in the 21. So he always kind of probably had a soft sort from after that Aye. time. I remember... Uh, I played the 18s when I was 14, 15, and then huh. I, they asked me to go and play the 21s, and I was like, oh, Ken, brilliant, go and play 21s. Mm-hmm. It was a way at Keith, and obviously somebody stitched him up with the old uh, I mine, it's shirt and tie for, for 21s, <laughs> and it's, uh, so I've turned up with a full blazer on with a tie and I, and I, what a, a black over. That was, oh, that was how it was, Ken, you, you went uh, in and then you tried to get up to the next level, and... Um, that's yeah, it's how, how it was for me again. Like once you, once you were in that system, you were. I was just determined to to make it all the way. To make it all the way. I, it's kind of it's kind of how, how it was for me. Okay, so your major veil first team debut, uh, age seventeen in two thousand and three. How mm-hmm. was that day? Did you know what was happening? Uh, no, no. I mean, it, that was just you're kind of you. 
we were on a bet. There would have been like so me, your brother, John, Robbie Allen, Kyle would have been on the go at that time as well. And like right. I say, you'd been playing. You'd have been playing the odd game in the twenty ones, yeah. um, in the eighteens, and you would have kind of. I was, I was doing quite well in the twenty ones or whatever, and you're asked to go on a bench to basically to mark up the numbers at that stage. Ah, really, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't going to be influencing games. I don't think at that level. But <laughs> Greg, obviously, I think it's a. It was a really good thing he did, Kenny. Gave you a wee taste of the first team, Ken. And yeah. Ken, he probably knew it. Ken, I wasn't going to play an actual part of the, the team for another couple no. of years. Um, but he gave you a wee taste, and that was enough to, to sort of spur you on. Um, yeah. But no, I was just on a benchmark number, up, up the numbers, and then you get the old shout, and your, your heart <laughs> kind of starts going like, uh, <laughs> going, like, going like a clappers, and you just run uh-huh. a, go on and run a bit like Heedless Chicken, basically. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> much about the game. Um, it was just, it was just. Uh, you were buzzing, obviously, to make your debut and everything, but it was, it was pretty terrifying at the same time. I mean, uh, what, what a team to be coming on for, and uh, it was unbelievable at the time. Um, Ken, you were just an awesome of the players, really. Like, you, you certainly wouldn't have spoken to one of them in the dressing room. It was just like <laughs> sitting in a corner, hope nobody speaks to you. Um, and Ken, uh, Ken Fit, they must have thought of me, just this sort of weedy guy, but <laughs> like sort of long hair and. Probably had the highlights at that time as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, it, was, it was some team like Ken Mulby and Rab and like, would have been Scotty Anderson, Daz and Foster. Boys, boys I would have looked, looked up to for years, Ken, and went and watched and obviously yeah. sharing, sharing a picture of them. So I think it was, a, it was a really good thing by Greg to just give a wee taste of that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Obviously, that would have been me for a couple, probably a couple of years. Uh, whilst I went away to on loan and that, so no, it was it was a good experience. Aye, and uh, who who looked after you when you were in, getting into the first team? Was anyone that sort of mentored you, looked after you um, on and off the pitch? Back in that days, with like before mm-hmm. when I was sixteen, seventeen, like Walter was really good. Um, Aye, all the local boys really kind like Ches and um, Dippy was brilliant. I mean, Dippy like mm-hmm. basically just told me when I, whenever I was playing in front of him. In the, in the early days, well, basically every time I played with him, he's like, "Ah, didn't know you were about the right winger, Ken. Just you, just you go and just you go and attack, Ken." So Aye. really didn't have any responsibility defensively. Just had to um, tuck in the park a wee bit. Greg let you in a wee bit That's narrow, right. and then just just mm-hmm. be ready. Just be ready when the ball comes to you. You're the one to take us up the pitch, Ken, because um, yeah. Greg sort of played with one loose winger and. That was, right. my, that was my job and it suited my doing a tea. So Dippy was brilliant <laughs> in that sense, didn't it? Just just says, ah, just just chill out, I'll give you the back and um, but I would have been like just out of the local boys, Ken, like Marty King right. would have been there very right. early days. Um Ches and, and Dougal and um, it was it was it was a good experience, but um aye. And uh, Dip, Dippy said in his one that uh, he looked after you for ten years and then uh, for the last five years of his career, you looked after him. Aye, I, I suppose that's a, that's maybe a fair uh, that's maybe a fair point actually. I, he he did he looked after me like I've said. He just I always yeah, remember I, him. Just, oh, I didn't come back. Just you just you go 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 sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably it the pay that I came into the team just as he was getting a wee bit older and uh-huh. wasn't up and doing quite as much. Um, but he still overlapped my load skin and uh, um, and then Dippy named you in his best 11 which must have been great considering all the players that he played with over his time at the Vale oh, it, was, it was great actually to be fair I think it was he only named me because he couldn't name himself let's be honest like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not getting a game in front of Dippy at left wing back uh, uh, hey, some folk have named themselves 
Aye, well, there's no way I'm getting in front of Dippy at left wing back. No. That's what left wing back, a tough shift anyway. Uh, I, I used to do the shift now and again, but it was never really for me. Um, no, it was, it was a good moment to name my light. And it kind of just, um, the, the last, sort of, last sort of five years of my career, I played in the middle of the park and he, and he said Aye. some things about what I did there, which, right. which, 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 was, which was good on, but, uh Nice. No, it was, um, it was good. Okay, you, you touched on there that uh, you signed a three-year deal with Vale, but you they gave you a season on loan at different sites. Good times yep. there. Oh, brilliant times, brilliant times. Um, Toughen you up. Like, oh, definitely. I like. Um, <laughs> it was it was just a, just a, just a great experience. Like you're you're getting into a dressing room with lads that are. I I totally underestimated the, the quality of the players that was in there. Can you had like? Ah, yeah. I think a lot um, of people do. Oh, Decky Burnett and. Um, Centre halves at the time, it was, uh, it was Kenny Benet, like Ali Park. Like, I'd played uh, with like, Ray, Ray Forbes and Billy Walker. They were obviously like Billy was probably ahead of me at that time. Like he was, he was, Aye. he was, he was fight, frightening. He was frightening at that age. Like, that came, he was unlucky with injuries, age. Billy. I think. Aye, like uh, he was, he was well ahead of me at that age group. Um, you had like uh, Gaz Petri. Um, That's right. Lee, Lee Bowie. And like these mm-hmm. players were, well, like, were un- unbelievable. Like I was used to playing in the 18s and 21s with the, some of the first team players, so I had an idea of the level. But when you go to a different side, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And I got her and I was like, "Gee, gee, this is this is like good, <laughs> good standard of football game." We were we were even in, in the A League at the time. We were in the League Doon, whatever it was. That's right. Aye, and, first uh, division, and it was it was great experience. And the social side as well was unbelievable. Like it was just, it was just constant bevy. Like I mean, the the Mickey That's the major part. man on and off the pitch. <laughs> Definitely, I the old, uh, I it was like a <laughs> apprenticeship on and off the pitch. I mean, uh, <laughs> and if you turned up to the side club after the game ten minutes late, it was like a a, a brandy or something. <laughs> and like a bottle of away games, it was a bottle of um, was it like Mickey Finn's that like oh, soup, I. <laughs> get like three balls passed through until it was finished. So yeah, I'm like eighteen at a time, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. Like it, I really enjoyed it and. Like, Football-wise, toughens you up. You're getting into Aberdeen and they're getting kicked left, right, and centre. No, Fab is just this young little winger, Ken, and, <laughs> and Aberdeen fullbacks. Ken, you probably saw him coming a mile off, and uh-huh. he was playing at East End or something like that. And Flitty, uh-huh. Flitty and this other guy just had a full-on uh, <laughs> rumble. rumble in the middle of the pitch, Ken, and oh, it was like one of my first games. I was like, "Oh shit, Ken, this is uh, this is this is serious." But all right, some some brilliant players, some brilliant times. Um, but like at the time, I was I was living in Aberdeen at the time. I was just starting okay. uni, and I was still training with the Vale on a Wednesday. Aye, trained at goals, which that was an, that was that was tougher than than anything um, <laughs> you've ever experienced. Um, I heard that. Aye, aye so it There'd was be a few like, few punch ups there as well, was it? Oh, it was unbelievable. Like the teams got used to used to go running for like half an hour in a pitch black, um, and then you had just f- five sides, um, and it was <laughs> quality. You'd, you'd like Kenny Gilbert, Rusty, Rob, <laughs> um, Gary Clark. Um, it was, you add to that, uh, Chez and Dougal, Fasnay. A few um, winners there. Anything, just absolute winners. And the teams got picked, and I mind used to look around and God, Kenny's in my team, that's all right, Ken. And so, so <laughs> like him and Rob would have a battle. And uh, I was my, like, my last memory of the goals for some reasons, Mike McKenzie, like storming off. Like it happened just about every week. <laughs> Obviously, can Mike? You can't really get a bath, Mike, especially in no. the other sides. So inevitably, somebody would eventually smash him. 
and, and he would just go off sulking. It was it was it was so funny. Yeah, it was, that was like a big learning curve because there was no way to hide. Again, the physical yeah, contact. Was like, you had to you had to learn how to use your body and how to stand up for yourself. So it was <laughs> it was really good. But come back to the go back to the side. Like I remember right. um, we played. Like I say, I was still heavily involved at the Vale. We trained yes. in twenty ones and that. And, I remember we played uh, we played Vale in a friendly, and I played okay. for the side, and it was really about the the turn of the year, maybe like January, February, March, and right. um, like it, it, one day that's played for the side, okay, and like that's it, kind of turns into a bit of a cup final, like oh yes, I like, get one over, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. and uh, some of the Aberdeen players at Vale didn't really appreciate it at the time, I don't think, and I mean, right. like, Ken, we were we were pumped up in the dressing room for the side, and I mean, um, I was obviously playing left wing, and I mean, it was. Shooty Gray that at the time was playing for the Vale, and I mind. Okay. Think, oh God, Ken! Like the last last time I had <laughs> memory of Stuart, he was he was a top man at school again, and that's right. Aye. And all that, and I was like, oh, that's right. And I'm getting a nightmare here. Ended up being <laughs> a re- a really good game. Um, and like we, we didn't win a game, but we drew it. I think and Flatty was sort of he was charging about, and I mind he got a better rusty a few times and. Flatty was, was brilliant. Like, oh, he was class. Like, unbelievable. Loved playing with Flatty, even oh, when he played in amateurs. Oh, he, was, he was brilliant. Like, how he never, how he never played. Like, maybe he didn't have to, but again, he could have easily. Oh, he could easily have played. Yeah, time league team easily. Um, no, definitely. And I was just, I just remember like playing, playing really well at one game, and obviously, Abdi Vale was watching, and I think that was two weeks later. They told me you're, you're coming back. You're uh, coming back. <laughs> you're coming back for next season. So. Um, Magic. So it's funny how he likes little games here and there, sort of uh, defining, defining moments. Again, I think that was probably the one. That was one. Aye. If I, if I yeah. was the side managers, that was it. Mikey and Cormac. I uh, Mikey and Cormac. I and uh, um, they were they were brilliant for me. Again, like the, the, can I just said, look, go and go and do your thinking. Just aye. get a bar and and, de- and express yourself. Um, that was that was kind of how they, they treated me. And Mikey was mm-hmm. playing actually like, a few times and he, what a player he was when still he still had it, did he? When he, oh, definitely. I just, I just like, can just had a bit of everything really, but upstairs, just like so much quicker than everybody else. Ken, it was just, aye. he's obviously just, passed uh, some in doing his loon as well. I, that's, I, absolutely. I, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's got to be, he's got to be marking headlines. That's for sure. Aye. Yep. Great. So the Vale obviously they saw some they wanted you back and you returned for a great season. Aye, so that was it was um oh five, oh six, the the second mm-hmm. time I won a league. And um I I mean I was I was brought in as like backup winger as, as I was kind like you've had boys on our four it spoke about Greg, he played like four four two, one winger, one tucked in at that side. So the, the, yeah. the winger of that season was Ross McWilliam. Ringo. Okay. He uh, mm-hmm. he he played every week more or less. I was on the bench coming on for right. thirty minutes here and there. Um ah. and that was that was my role that season. It was but it was brilliant mm-hmm. just to be part of the first team. I'd been playing twenty ones, doing quite well. Like the twenty ones back in that days was was so different. Like the right. Kenny Gilbert was was involved in like right. the cult the culture that he drove through <laughs> the club in terms of the twenties and hand was unbelievable. Like he after the games on the Saturdays, I mean, he would be like going around tapping up players. He's like, I'm waiting you for 20s, I'm waiting you for 20s, and what you'll be 20s, granting over, you'll be 20s. And he just wanted, he wanted to win like the 20s, and well, it was 21s at a time, and it was so competitive. Ken and Greg would be there, and it was just, it was a really competitive environment, and it kind of stood you in good stead, I think, for going in. Aye, definitely. So, and that, uh, I, Ken, Kenny was brilliant, was he? 
Kenny was brilliant. Aye, really Aye. good. I think, I think as well, he, he kind of took me under his wing a wee bit as well. Um, obviously, I was a local guy, but I was living in Aberdeen at the time. So okay. I was, I was travelling and out with Aberdeen mm-hmm. players. Um, so I, I kind of got pally with the Aberdeen players at the time, more than, more than in Bamford's maybe, like, like some Mike Yogi and Rob and yeah, yeah. Kenny. And that, Ken, they were leaders in the dressing room, so it probably stood me instead. I think uh, Kenny as well, being a right back, I played against him loads in training, and uh, he, I think he kind of um, quite liked him as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he kind of he kind of looked after him a wee bit in that in that days. Um, and he'd, he'd obviously kind of came for the pros, didn't he? So he'd, he'd oh, a, sort of pro mentality. Absolutely pro mentality, winning mentality. Mm-hmm. Trained, trained as he played, set, set standards. Just just everything about him was was so professional, um, and it's again it's probably something that the veil. Might not see again, Ken. That, that kind of mentality is something yeah, that yeah. I never, I certainly didn't see again no. in my career. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, actually that season, or it was maybe the, it was maybe the, the, the season before when me and Kyle were bur- first brought into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a uh, like we were hardly ever in the squad the season before. Actually, before I went to different sides, we were hardly oh, yeah. ever we were hardly ever in the squad, and uh, so we would just have the suits on. But sitting mm-hmm. in the stand, there was one week that um, Ross Brenner, the goalie, he was also in the stand because this would have been Blanche coming into the team. Okay, aye. So Bren says to me and Kyle, right, hey, in the squad, let's, we'll just, uh, we'll just go to the pub, Ken. And uh, <laughs> Scotland was <laughs> playing that day, Ken. Aye, Scotland was playing that day. So we were, me and Kyle came, we were 16, 17. Ah, that's a good idea, Ken. Is that all right? Aye. <laughs> Bren was, oh, aye, no, brother, that's fine, Ken. So we went to the pub for two and a half hours, Ken, three hours probably. <laughs> Me and Kyle, 16, 17, obviously had a good few mm-hmm. pints. <laughs> like, <laughs> ridiculous. Ah, probably a lot more than Brems was only like six foot four or something. <laughs> so I mind getting back to, and I think probably got beat that day. And I mind just sitting in the dressing room and the room, the room was spinning. And uh, Greg, <laughs> Greg went absolutely mental because um, he obviously can't fit it been going on. Uh, Thankfully for me and Kyle, he kind of took the approach that it was Bren sort of leading us young lads. Uh, so he got it, did he? But he got it in the neck. So but I just uh, yeah, sort of stuck with my Latin as well. Um, <laughs> but I know that season, back to the Vale, it was like, it was mm-hmm. really, it was really a good season for me. I was like, I said, I was coming off the bench. It was the last 20 minutes of games. Dippy was telling me just if I liked. Um, and like I say, I was part of the Aberdeen squad. I was again, constant mm-hmm. night suit and I I just oh, yeah. tagged along with it. Oh, it was it was brilliant. Aye. Aye. Good good night suit with that boys and I was it? Oh, a brilliant night suit. Like we like I mean I was a student at the time, so uh-huh. So we're not shy on night suit anyway. Oh I was I was going out with these lads at the weekend <laughs> and then going out a week with my, my, my uni mates. So like I was gonna um, ask how was it combining uni and Highland League, but it seemed it seems like you managed okay. Oh it was brilliant, I I mean <laughs> uh you obviously rain in on a Friday night. Um, aye. Saturday beat with the with the lads like and then a lot of times our mates were out, so you'd sort of meet up again. There was a class, Aye, of, cult- mm-hmm. class of cultures a lot of times, to be honest. <laughs> it was a good laugh. <laughs> and then there was a Sunday club with the Vale lads as well. That's right, yeah. Um, I mean, once there was a, I had a, ended up paying a party at our flat, and um, well, it was actually my wife's flat that we went back to, and uh, <laughs> the, the flat got trashed. I mean, uh, I think Mike, oh, Mike shit. was it Yogi or Yogi and Daz and Daz, I think maybe had a, a fight in the bath. Um, the, the shower, <laughs> the shower screen came off. The, yeah, nice flat, the old hospital. 
Oh, you know, that's the one. Oh, I, no. <laughs> the one. Never allow you that now. Aye, so the hell, aye. It was, uh, it was just constant nights. It was just, it was just brilliant, to be honest. Um, Boy. If it, was, yeah. uh, if it was Rob, like, as a, as a guy, as a guy I'd like to get on. Oh, Rob, Rob's just, just a gentleman, really. Like, you wouldn't think aye. so. If you'd only, see, only, if you'd only ever seen him play football, um, <laughs> you'd would, you would think he was a bit of a, an animal, but just, just a nice guy off the pitch. Really aye, nice yeah. guy. Um, I actually see him noon again because he's, he's got a loon that's the same age as my nephew. So um, sometimes bump into him at sort of youth football and he's, he's really sort of nah. his coaching and um, nice talks about on the ways. Aye. Um, just bit, but again, in the dressing room in a football environment, he had standards <laughs> again. And I, aye, yeah. And yeah. you were well aware of what they were. Um, I heard he had a few boys up against the wall at times. Didn't oh, he? I'd, I'd, <laughs> I sort of avoided him for that, but he would have, he would have hated sort of ducking at tackles and Aye. that just wasn't an option. You rob him. Yeah. If you were a yeah. player in that squad at the time, that again, like Greg wouldn't let, wouldn't have let you wear gloves. Again, just that kind of Aye, stuff yeah. was just yeah. wasn't accepted really. And that's probably why a lot of the players fell by the wayside. I would say like there was a lot of good okay. players. Okay, mentality wise, like, just couldn't Aye. handle it. Come back to the school teams again. A lot of better player than me at school, um, but Ken, you needed a lot of things to tick your boxes for Greg. Um, certainly, um, so aye, it was it was it was a winning dressing room. That's for sure. Um, aye. And what was Greg Greg like then as a as a manager for a, for a young guy coming in? Ah, he was he was he was brilliant with me. Like he was, um, like I say, he was old school. So he hated. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to do my job and they do on hell. So he used to like slot like if I was started doing step overs or he used to call kind of flicks and farts again, stop that flicks and farts again, just you <laughs> just you just you running. Um he but he was um he just wanted me to do my job. Like he, he like no. I say, he played me like a loose sort of winger, nay much defensive duty. So perfect for me, really. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um so and he he was good in the social side as well. He always came out with the Aye. boys. Uh, he encouraged um, that, did he? Sort of the oh, team. Definitely. Team it drinks together, aye, wins together. Aye, definitely. He was, he was there. Again, he was, I suppose, a relatively aye. young manager at the time. And That's right. He was there. I mean, um, I mean, actually, the very first, that season, actually, won a league. I think we played Spartans in pre-season. Okay. And, uh, we got beat, like, 5 or 6 nil actually. I mean, it. and uh, obviously, the Hill, the Hill chat was about the fact that we were concentrating on the night after it. Greg, Greg, Ken Greg said, that's the last... Away trip, the liver beacon, that's it, finished. <laughs> Obviously, wasn't it? But Ken, um, I mean, Rob chucked his boots in the river after the game. There was like a river around the side pitch, Tina boots off, chucked them in. Um, he was he was furious. <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminds me of that trip that night. Uh, or something, me and Granny Noble were doing like it's part of the first team sort of thing. And Aye. for some reason, Abdi, like, end of the night, Abdi was bedded and that. And, it was in me and Granny's running about a hotel in the middle of the night, and young lads <laughs> just buzzing. And for some reason, we teen it upon ourselves that we'd go in and like rack into somebody's room and steal everything uh-huh. in the room. So, for some reason, I don't know why, but thinking back now, we chose uh, Dippy and Rusty's room. And uh, <laughs> like, if you've ever met Rusty, um, he's definitely the guy that you want to upset um, in the no. middle of the night when he's, uh, <laughs> when he's had a few beers. So me and Granny was like getting into the room and like they're obviously sleeping for a start game. We were pinching on our clothes like bags now. And, <laughs> and uh, so we've then decided we'll go for the TV. Um, so we've we've got ahead of the TV, but the, the TV was like screwed to the wall or something. So we've actually had to rip it off the wall to get ahead of it. Um, Mark and Almighty had noise and I had Rusty Dippes woke up. Um, me and Granny's like stood there with the TV. Um, 
one one in each, like two is carrying it out like the Chuckle Brothers, and I, obviously you can imagine what happened next. Our stages went absolutely mental. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I don't I don't honestly to this day I don't think it was going through our minds. You know, no. <laughs> maybe we got the wrong room or something, but you certainly wouldn't have wanted to mess with us there. No, for sure. That first season you came back, uh, saw you score your first goal, and it was quite a memorable one, was it? Aye, that was the f- the forest one. I, I assume you're speaking. Mm-hmm. To, aye, that aye. was a aye, really memorable goal. I mean, as I say, that season I was mainly coming off the bench, last twenty minutes to try and mm-hmm. change a game or whatever. And uh, forest away, I came on for half time. Actually, Rab got injured, um, brought me on, and they must have moved like Yogi in one or something like that. Aye, and, um, aye, I just mind sort of the back came off to the right, and there was a bit of a mix up. I've just sort of nipped in in front of the goalie and headed it over him. And it's went in and no. just just unbelievable. Like I just, it's one of them <laughs> moments you're like, Did that, is this actually happening again? Because to, to score that goal at that time was it was really Aye. good for the, for the, the league. Ken, like if we'd, if we'd lost that game, I think Forest would have had a Forest would have overtaken. I Forest were challenging, were they? Ah, uh, yeah, they were at the time. Aye, and that kind of ended mm-hmm. their challenge at that point, and obviously went on and win it. Aye, so I, what, what a goal! I remember. I think I think like went out and stuff and just wasn't getting at mine. I didn't uh-huh. I didn't get into Seafield. I got the old ID at the door. Oh, I know. I phoned my wife and I and um, I it was quite funny. But uh, just I just just a brilliant experience. Magic. And um, you the following season, uh, you became sort of established in the team. I think so. You've won the Aberdeenshire Cup. Does that feel better because you were playing week in week out? Or does the uh, league still top that? No, it, well, no, it definitely felt better. I mean, the league when that time was obviously brilliant, but it was my first season again. Like, Aye. I, I mean, my dad saying to me, "You better enjoy it because it was never going to be like us." Did you yeah, think so it was going to be every year? <laughs> just, just, like, just, just laughing, <laughs> can I show up again? Would avail again? Um, but no, that it was definitely sweeter um, because I'd actually contributed the following Aye. season. I would say, um, can Ringo was still there, Ross McWilliam, but. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd kind really, of gone in. Uh, I had a really good pre-season, and I was just—I was the first choice. And um, mm-hmm. I, I remember the cup final. Um, remember it quite well. It was at, I think it was at Keith against Locos. Aye. And I, me- I remember I played really well, and um, I think there was a, like I was a man of the match thing. Like Joey Harper was presenting it and stuff. That's and right. Aye. I mm. got a man. I got a man of the match, and brilliant. It was just, it was just at that for that point on, I was just going for strength to strength. Really, and that mm-hmm. was the season we had the. The Scottish Cup run as the well. Scottish Cup run, aye. Probably my, my favourite season for the Vale. Um, Another important goal at Elgin. That a lot of people have, have told <laughs> me. About. I lean off my face. Um, <laughs> aye, that was a surreal game as well. Like the, the, and the round before that, folk forget. Like the well, two rounds before that was Montrose. That's right. Aye. Two 0 doing five minutes to go or something. Aye. Um, big Scotty. I came. I think I came off a bench at, at night. Um, we twenty minutes to go and. Big Scott, I scored the last minute, and, mm-hmm. and I think we played a Brock after that. I'm sort of looking back, and Aye. you sort of forget but we played Aye, a couple of rounds before yeah, Elgin. A couple of rounds before Elgin, and <laughs> the game was surreal because I remember like we're four up after about twenty minutes, and I mind just Aye. thinking, can, oh, "Wow, what's going on here?" Can, <laughs> we're almost it's, too, it's almost too early, and the white turned out it kind of was because they got right back into it. Um, you know, I got I, I remember the goal like I think I'd knocked up to Mike McKenzie. And just like carried on my run in the box, and mm-hmm. tried to, he tried to play it back to my hut, it bounced off a defender off me, and the goalie I just had an open goal, just tapped it in, and 
Aye, what a feeling <laughs> that I still remember running away celebrating and Aye, the crowd was they, They'd got it back to four all, hadn't they? That's right. I, I think Martin Johnston scored a hat trick. Aye. Sid Mackay scored a screamer. And yeah. aye, it turned out to be the winner. Um, and then if, after that, it was like, I mean, it was a Monday night, I think. There was like this cameras and stuff was in our, our dressing room as we were watching the draw live. Oh, aye, yep. So then the name came out the Harps Park Thistle, Ken. You're Park probably, Thistle, yep. Ken, you're looking for the big okay. team, really. Ken, it was the last aye. team of the Scottish Cup, Ken. That's it, um, aye. And we obviously gave it the old way. Everybody was jumping around celebrating, but. Ha. In hindsight, uh, do like, you are what an arranger or a in hindsight, it wasn't a good draw for this really because, nah. uh, well, we ended up getting beat. The run, I'm pretty close, but again, it wouldn't have been. You would have been looking for the big team. Really. Aye, yeah, yeah. But, uh, good times though. It was good times. Aye, and uh, again, the party thistle games. Another thing that sticks to my mind. We got beat one 0 mm-hmm. and um, just uh, it's just a step up. Like uh, they, I think they, their team is. Um, a lot of experienced pros. Again, Simon Donnelly played, uh-huh. and it was Barry That's Smith, right. I think, was playing right back. Okay, he didn't aye. really give me much of a sniff. Um, <laughs> but he played for Dundee. Celtic, uh, did he? Uh, I think so. I and I'm uh, hanging at the time actually. When I saw like it was going to be him, I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of <laughs> my street, like an older kind of guy. Uh, I gave him a roasting. I maybe lost a bit of pace. Again, I thought, oh, here we go. But nah, he was uh, he was, he was too fast upstairs from that for sure. Uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, I was I was only 18, 19, so that so, um, uh, was. But no, great, great, great memories. <clears throat> Aye, brilliant. And then uh, uh, I think you said that the year after that was the start of sort of injury worries. You ruptured your ACL, did you? Aye, that was that was probably the main the main uh, memory for the following season. It was only like two or Aye. three game, two or three games in. Ken, I did a really good season season before, got the ACL, and that was ah that was me for a year, Ken. But at that stage, at that stage, um, when you get that injury, it's like. It's not automatic, you'll get a comeback for it. Again, back That's that it, season, it, was like, it was like, oh, again, that might be finished again. And, yep. and I think you said by the time you got back, Greg Carroll had left the club. Had he, was, that, was that a big blow for yourself and the club? Uh, aye, it was, it was, I suppose. But, I mean, as players, we kind of saw it coming, to be honest, as, as I remember. The, the, the results had went downhill a wee bit. Um, mm-hmm. the, the style of football we were playing, it just, again, it, it, just, it just wasn't happening for us. No, off the pitch, aye. I think my injury probably didn't help because the year I got injured, they'd let Ross McWilliam go. Okay, aye. so you were not really being replaced. Aye, Mulby had gone by a point. We signed Mikey Ewan, who did really well for a start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Cootsie came and didn't really okay. live up to his. He was brilliant. Oh. Aye, mm-hmm. He was brilliant at Bucky and they tried to play him wide and that. It didn't really work. Um, and, he, and he left. And But to be honest, when, when Scotty came in, like I, I remembered Scotty if he, when I when I was a young player and watching him, so ah, I, yeah. I was I was buzzing. That's when, when Scotty right. came in. I yep. Good. Um, I think, did you tell me as well? I was in a bit of time. You actually got offered a chance to to go to the USA in a scholarship. Hi, it's right. I so just just as I got back for injury, really, and it was John, John Scott, obviously that was that was the ah, guy yeah. that was involved in it. I think at the time there would have been like uh, um, the young players in the high league at the time. There was it was me. Sam McKay, I think, was one, and Cammy okay, Keith aye. was there was regular sort of Heinley players at that time, and the three of us. I think that he tried to get the three of us, and Cammy obviously went. Um, ah, yeah. Was that Binghamton team? And that's right, we did. Uh, it? Aye, it's right. But and uh, but for me, like to be honest, I was I was happy enough. Like if one of the mm-hmm. selling points was the fact, oh, you can you can go to union stuff and nah, play football at the same time. I was <laughs> I was I was doing that anyway. Um, aye, yeah. And again, playing in a really successful Vale team, it just something that 
it just didn't it wasn't right for me at the time. So once you got going again, did you enjoy playing under Scott? Was he a good lad to work under as well? Oh, he was, I, Scott, he was, Scott he was really good, Kenny. He was different approach to Greg a wee bit in terms of he was mm-hmm. less authoritarian probably, Mayor Childute and um, Mayor Hussack. Um, he was more like one of the lads and he'd played up until very recently. That's um, right. Kenny, he was, um, there was Stuart Glennie as well, he was joint manager for a start. Aye, that's right. Aye. Um, and he, he basically had to, Kenny, he was rebuilding the team from scratch, Kenny. I remember just as I got back to sign Gary McGowan, Kenny, mm-hmm. McGoo was one of the best players in the league at that point. Left winger, right. I'm thinking to myself, yeah. oh, gee whiz, Ken, he'd played, with Scott, he'd played with Scott before. I was Aye. thinking, oh, here, Ken, here we go, am I getting sort of forced out here? But huh. what it turned out, he we played, Baith was played again. And, mm-hmm. and I think back to the squad we had under Scotty, um, Ken, like, it was, it was arguably better than the team we won the league week. Ken, added to the team we had, Ken, you added Scotty Fraser. Um, yeah. We had Sam Mackay, we had Magoo, we had Robbie Duncanson. And it was like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, it was a real quality team we had, um, but we didn't really hit heights with, with, nah. with that top team. Um, it wasn't until he started sort of transitioning out the, the, the players for the 05 06 winning okay, season I, yeah, yeah. That, that we really kicked on, which was surprising. Um, it was a bit of a rebuild again when we started bringing in Cowie and mm-hmm. Rog, Mags, Bino, Michele. That was, really, that was a season we really kicked on, which was you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought so looking at the teams in paper again. <laughs> um, and and uh, obviously came very close to winning the league again. Why did the veil fall just short that season? I, well, this is this is another thing. Like it was, it was um, it was similar to the time we won it first time. Rain like we, we started the season mm-hmm. off pretty poorly. Lost nice. the first four games, three or four games or something, and then we just went on so, a on a run. Like we were just. Like I say, like it was a, the team was almost in transition because we were we, our midfield was generally myself, Cowie, Rog, Bino, and yeah. I was the oldest. And I was twenty four. Again, it was um, <laughs> had Magnus Magnus Bartley came in for Dippy that season. He signed Michaeli. Right. He signed Gogsy Carstairs. Um, you really just had Mike Chiz. Uh, really Mil- we signed Decky Milne as well that season. He was really mm-hmm. good. But it was a young, really young team, and we just we just got on our run and just kept going. Um, <laughs> Ken, the, the time the game against Bucky, that was probably my kind of fondest memory in a veil shirt. Was when we beat him seven 0 It was just everything. It was seven going on about twelve that night. It was Aye, just unbe- unbelievable. Um, and it was inter- interestingly, like the, it was meant to be the, the festive double header. Um, okay. But the, we were meant to play them again like four days later, but they got called off for snow. Um, uh-huh. that, that game got rescheduled to the end of the season, um, which was obviously the, okay. and turned out to be the sort of playoff. I which, did was, decide that, right? which we lost. Um, yeah. But we lost, I mean, we lost that. Well, it's been well spoken about Magoo and Michele went off to the Far East to find That's themselves. Right. Uh, <laughs> so they were like, we lost them. They were a big miss. Did they ever find themselves? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh, Michele's <laughs> never been seen again. So they should do it again. <laughs> um, but no, like the, I think on our very last day, I mean, their midfield, you'd, they had like Gary Clark, Bonnie um, Monroe would have been like Z, uh, Spider, Zico maybe. Mm-hmm. So like really season, season timely players. We had Cowie, Rod, young boys, Bino, Kenneth. I think that was maybe the difference on the day. Yeah. Um, we were probably better football inside, I think. Um, 
but they just said that wee bit of, wee bit of know-how to get it toward the line. And also, like, we drew we Brora the second, the third last game. Ah. Drew we Brora. I think Dippy okay. left out Scotty because he was in a booking. That's right. Yeah, he did. Uh, and that was a Because Brora were poor back in that day. Like, Brora at home should have been a, a stick Dippy on puts that. that down as his probably biggest regret in football. I wasn't well, something I, I remembered about to listen to his podcast. Aye. But um, I, I mind being gutted that day because I remember actually... For me personally, I I scored the second goal, but in the process process of scoring a goal, I I actually torn the cartilage in my knee. Um, oh. So I can after that game, I thought that's me. Can I needed an op? And aye, but, aye. But, um, I mean, gave me the sort of heart to heart talk after I saying before <laughs> because we played Wick a follow Wick away the following week. Aye, aye. And uh, it was oh, okay. We need to need you to play, and I was like, look, my, my knees in bits. Can it? <laughs> this is after the ACL two years ago, aye, um, aye. and I ended up playing, scored a winner against Wick. It won one nil, um, and ended up playing the the final game. No. But I wasn't, I wasn't hundred percent. And no, uh, no. I mean, I missed the first four months of the season, the following season, because okay. I, so I had to go and get the op. And that was when we won, <laughs> won the Aberdeenshire Shield again, which I, which I missed because I, because I, yeah. so I postponed getting the op and stuff. So okay, um, I oh, really disappointing. It was probably my. Probably my worst memory in a veil shirt the, the final day against Bucky. Aye. Just the fans running on the pitch and you know, just like getting engulfed it's by horrible Bucky fans. Horrible, and just, uh, aye, just horrible. But Especially the, the rivalry between the two clubs and that. Oh, definitely. Like, We've just been so good just to look back and, and got and got at you know, the line. But wasn't it to be? Um, we had a good night um, after it, I remember. Like, it was up ready with the parties and stuff, and it obviously it was a slightly. You said it anyway. We had it anyway. There was a few incidents <laughs> that night. Um, oh, dear. Yep. <laughs> um, how how did you find the derbies? Did you get up a hand and miss them across your time, or uh, it was tough games apart from that seven nilla? I always tough games. That was that was a one-off. Um, right. I would say you can probably split the derbies in half. First half of my career, okay. we probably got the better the of a hand. Second yeah. half of my career, we were on the receiving end. I would say, and there was there was <laughs> one in particular. We got humped nine. I think we got nine two or something at home. Gotcha. I was, playing, I was playing left back. That was an experiment. <laughs> it was never, it was never it. repeated. No, it was never repeated. Uh, um, that was that was a low point. But uh, I loved uh, it. I loved the derbies. And Kenya, I always had like Brock and Art was a brilliant derby playing as well. I was their fans were always quite hostile and quite enjoyed playing there. And the Torrefin, like we always can, I can used to. Guys, junior, the junior guys came up to Hain League and mm-hmm. used to be their big cup final, Ken. They did, they did beat us a few times. They did have a good couple of years. They had a good spell, didn't they? They did, but Ken, I think um, we, we, we used to, I was kind of the old, ah, you're in our derby, Ken, you're just a junior. Uh, then I, I get over your station, sort of thing. That's <laughs> um, all right till you're losing. Exactly, I wish we did. <laughs> anyway. Um. Fit, uh, fit about uh, Lenny, Lenny Benny. Oh, was he okay. a boy at a club? He's been a roof for a long time. Aye, uh, so Lenny, my first memory of Lenny would have been like my first um, training at different boys up in the, the Banff Academy. And he used to take you into the, like, the boys' gym, one of the wee gyms at the side, and practice Aye. your weak your week fit. So left fit Lenny, but it was right fit for me. So he used to, <laughs> used to hear you doing like goal kicks with your hands, just like, okay. get, get, get a coordination that in. And uh-huh. I, think, I think it was a good thing. It like, fairly worked, did it? Oh, well, if somebody's seen me play, like obviously I didn't, but um, I did end up scoring a few goals in my right fit actually um, uh, in my time. But no, Lenny, club legend, absolute hero, like um, seen it, seen it all at the Vale. Uh, he could tell you a story or two himself. I'll bet you. Maybe um, he'll get one. 
Amini forgot a shin pads at Strasbourg. We're playing uh, Strasbourg away. Get up the <laughs> nation pads or refs come in or okay, no, I can't play. Can't play. Game off. Strasbourg, speak, and there's obviously there's no sports direct. Um, in Granton, you don't get the uh, pads, so you're looking at game off. But um, Scotty Anderson ended up like driving around Strasbourg and finding like a it was like an under eights under eights game that was happening. And basically just went on and like pinched other, just said, stop the game, like, geez, are your shin pads again? I reckon if there was money exchanged or fit, but we ended up like, oh, this big pile of kids' shin pads came into the dress, like tiny wee shin pads, and the boys are, boys are cutting them up, getting that Uncle Betty. That's how the rage new anyway, it's just like that's little right, fuck, uh, fuck it's new. That's right, that's a fuck, so that was Lenny, I mean, <laughs> you must have been feeling terrible, but I, no shin pads, and we pinched them after the wee Bernie, so that's a funny one, story. Glory. So Scott moved on, and then the two Charlies followed on, uh, yes. and you got made vice captain at this point. Did that change the way you approach things at all? Uh, not particularly. No, I think um, no, that's just talking to Fines, vice captain, is it? Aye, well, I actually, I, <laughs> I, much, I, I mean, uh, I probably delegated that role that as well. Actually, I, I, as soon as Ross Eight comes in the team, I just delegated that to him. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean, it didn't really change much. I, I think. Uh, as the team progressed, like like I say, that team we nearly won a league. We was a big transition. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the experienced boys gone. Um, you'd, you'd you'd and then as soon as Chiz went, really Chiz and Mike, that Aye. was pretty much yeah, the first thing. The Charlie, experience. Aye, Charlie, uh, Charles was dead. Was Mike left? And that really only left me and Scotty Fraser as ex- boys that had been there for for five plus years for whatever. So it was pretty natural to. to mm-hmm. Take it on, yeah. Um, so I it didn't really change much at all, really. And uh, league form seemed to suffer a bit, but there were some mere Scottish Cup memories added. Aye, um, this is the league form did suffer a wee bit, but I think in hindsight, if it happened to the club during that period, it was a big change. I think, Mm -hmm. um, again, like I think when we were. When we were really successful, we were spending a decent amount of money. Ah, there we was were, plenty of cash. Aye, we were pulling in players like, in like Scotty Fraser for one. Ken, like your likes of Sam McKay and Robbie, like they. There were big crowds up. coming back then big, as well, isn't it? They right, probably yeah. dwindled a bit as well. Aye, that's right. Aye, that's right. We lost a wee bit of the buzz and some of the sponsors as well. Ken, was just wasn't the same as what aye. it was. And yeah, um, Charlie, Ken, looking back in Charlie's time in hindsight, he, he probably did really well. Ken, we were finishing mm-hmm. sixth. Consistently again, and he he didn't for the resources he had, he did well. Aye, he was he was definitely par or better for for the resources he had, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, the veil it was difficult because the veil fans at that time were were used to us for the last that's right ten yep. years being a top three team, and that was anything outside the top three was disaster. <laughs> nah, yeah. All of a sudden, we're finishing sixth, and again, it, was tougher, it was tougher. Charlie, again, it, it, it was um, that's in hindsight, it. In hindsight, not only were. Uh, not only was the cash disappearing for the veil, but it was it was turning up at other clubs. They were getting better. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what was happening for Martin <laughs> appeared for any way. Turf had a couple of years of spending ridiculous skin. That's right. Uh, and we we weren't we weren't competing at that point. So it's just mm. it's kind of the same as only level. That's it. That really. No, Charlie did well. I got on with Charlie. He was he was uh, school manager. Gone back to like similar to Greg and a lot of wise skin. He'd had a, Aye. We'd yeah. be doing the long runs, and he'd he'd be I'm on sure he'd, he'd be on the bike. Um, so he'd be on the bike behind you with his whistle, Ken, and um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, 
tickets running one night. It was it was snowing, I think, and there was no pictures. Only why, and he says, "Right, lads, over to McDuff." McDuff, kind of Cavi Myris, and I ended up getting the nows, the nows brain. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, Charlie!" In ten years. That's for sledging only. I've never, I sledged in there as a loon. That's it. There's no, there's never, I've never been here before. And it was, it was no light. It was pitch black, January. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, yeah, it was a couple of injuries that night. It was just, it was just he obviously drove past it and seen it was the steepest hill. And uh, been doing this nose bray. Like, it's never, never been seen before. Never been seen since. Um, no. Did you see that so, he, he brought in Charlie Duncan? As Charlie Duncan have, came in when Scotty left till the end aye. of the season. And to be honest, it, it wasn't great, to be honest with you. Like, Charlie... Okay. Um, he, he was obviously an extremely good manager when he was at Brock. And That's yeah, a le- legend in the Highland yeah, League, obviously. Playing against his Brock teams was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I think my, my dad, I spoke about him, like the best player he's ever played against the Highland League. Uh, yeah, Highland League. Yeah. Um, but for us, like, he just, he just wasn't a, like, very professional, I found about it. Kenny was, okay. he was um, training in Ahan, wasn't it? Like, I don't think he had really an assistant. Like, so I'm uh, not sure okay. if he used to do training at Brock or not, but the training was just like, it was very like casual and relaxed and that. And uh-huh. Well, uh, <laughs> Moby had some similar comments, like which didn't go down very well with well, some of the know. other Brock guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> watch what I'm saying. And but, um, but no, like it was just a change. It was maybe just a change for us. Again, like we'd, we'd gone for Scotty, and Scotty obviously went on to like to Aberdeen. Came so that was the direction he was going. Charlie was ah, there on yeah, like, yeah. Relax, relaxed approach, and didn't work out for for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Ken. And um, Charlie Charlesworth came in after that, and sort of changed mm-hmm. it a wee bit, a wee bit. Yeah. Okay, um, but uh, that was, there was another Scottish Cup running about then. What was that? Aye, there was a few Scottish Cup runs running about then. Aye. But, um, we played. Uh, was it was it Morton away? We went to. That was That's maybe. Right. That was that was probably Capolo. the highlight. Capolo, aye, that was mm-hmm. probably the highlight. I mean, Vale played Morton the first. I t- going back. Ten years pre- previous to that, I think That's the game right. got called off. Okay, um, aye. Mine being on a supporters bus in Wai Doon and uh-huh. doing it to Cathro. Um, <laughs> no, the, the more that was a good experience. I mean, we were we were outplayed massively on the day. Uh-huh. Um, and mine we went doing the night before, and that was just a carry, absolute carry on. Like um, with a few jokers in the team at that point, he went with uh, with Big Hendo. Sadly, no longer with us. He was uh-huh, yeah. absolutely yeah. life and soul. Kyle was there, Grant E, Craig Cowie, and ah, it was just, it was just a total carry on. I mean, like me and Mike McKenzie <laughs> was rooming together, and like honestly, I don't care if one of the other lads slept. Like we just heard like Grant E and Kyle and Hendo shouting stuff out the windy to each other all night, running up and down the lobby. It was like school, it was like school kids on their first ever trip. Um, so I mean, walking up like we missed breakfast and stuff, uh, and shattered in the morning for the game. And, the night after was a disaster, and I like there was, um, <laughs> there was all sorts going on. There was somebody, somebody pooped in a bin somewhere. There was, um, <laughs> Hendo, like he got lost, and like, oh, first Hendo again, and what was rocking around these bars, and we just hear some, just hear like Ness and Dorma being, being, <laughs> uh, being sang in a pub, like a huge pub in Glasgow, and everybody standing ovation and stuff. And we walked in, and here's Hendo, like standing up on the table. <laughs> and he just like sung the hill nest, and that was like one of his party tricks. Kind of just quality, just brilliant. Uh, it was a good, good experience. <laughs> um, brilliant. You then um, 
ended up moving to France, am I right? So you left the Vale for a bit. Aye, uh, that's right. Um, just like not, just an opportunity came up work-wise. Um, Aye. I'd always kind of had a wee itch to like go abroad and mm-hmm. experience a different culture and maybe learn, Aye, learn quite language. Right. And just came up and just like, as I said, back in my school days, I was sort of drilled in my football was and everything and the nah. opportunity came up and I just went for it. Um, it was a great experience. How did you find living in France? Oh, it, was, it was good, aye. it was brilliant. It was, um, again, like my work paid for a flat in the centre of Paris and it was just me, me and my wife at the time went over and mm-hmm. we just we just lived it up pretty much for, for a, a and, year uh, and a half. Did it change in any way living abroad and seeing a different culture? Is it is it changed the way you sort of Oof, live uh, New Year back home or not really? That's a good question. Maybe drink more wine. Um, <laughs> well, hey, it's positive. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, that's a good question. Not no, really, I think. Maybe ah. very accepting different cultures and ah. maybe gives you a wee bit of a broader uh, view of the living world. Because living in Bath and living in Paris would be very different, I'd imagine. Pretty different, I Especially <laughs> where I am. Out in Alva is probably quite different ah. to the, the 16th arrondissement in Paris. But um, aye, no, it's a great experience. We, we had a great time out there and we kind of try and go back as much as we can and visit their pals Good. over here and stuff. And I love Did it. you play football out there at all? Just, oh, just, just like my work team. There was a, there was a group of lads in my work in my office that went around playing okay. like five aside five aside tournaments. I was actually still signed <laughs> for the field the whole time I was there. So ah, right, every, okay. time came, every time I came, came in at Christmas, you got a I was and you came him. I was on a bench, like. But the games I was seeing <laughs> get called off like for snow or whatever, so. Uh, never actually so, you, to play, but so you got a night out without having to play the game. That's uh, the most important part. Um, <laughs> you know, you should just go like go like green like this, the Bondelieu, the suburbs of Paris, and play like Aye. five like, tournaments. Well, uh, I mean, the standard like often was pretty poor, but I, I mean, it was like it was really rough. Like I mean, it was I like, just like big fights used to happen pretty constantly. Like, <laughs> normally, like like rape, like cultural. Differences like maybe the like a lot of Algerian guys that used to play. Oh, aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good players, and then aye, and you had, uh, Did you team. ever get? Did you ever have any other sort of offers or chances to play at other Highland League clubs or, or above during your time? Uh, at the I did. I um, the two teams that seemed to come in from I was um, Brock came in a few times and said the locals. Um, okay, locals never never interested. No, really, no. Wheel I mean, started like, slipping. No, no, really, like the. Most of the offers came when the Vale were riding high, sort of thing. So it was never, ah, okay. never have really been an, up, an upward step. No, and I was, I was happy. I was, I was playing. Like I never had a manager that never played me. Like, ah, I so you were happy where you were. I, I can probably count on. I didn't really fight with any managers. It wasn't a particularly confrontational. Yeah. So there was never really any reason to go. I mean, I had when Scotty was manager, I probably had my best season the year. Maybe the year we almost won a league. I think Aye. scored a quite a lot of goals, and it's an old thing. Like as soon as you start getting numbers and goals, like folks start taking notice. And uh, Peter Heed came in for him. Um, okay, but it was a time. I think it was the time John Sharon got a job, and I think Aye. he sort of tried to get a few of the Hindley players at the time. Uh, the league select or uh, I think that's what he was thinking. Scotty basically said, "Like we're probably not going to let you go." Um, yeah. And I was like, "Well, I'm not really that bothered anyway, to yeah. be honest." Yeah. Um, I was I was happy for a whiz and enjoyed right. it fit bar. I do sometimes think, oh, if fit if can like what if I what if but no regrets think, over it. Not at all, no, no really. No. No, I, I, do, I don't really think about it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have waking up at three in the morning and thinking about. What could I have been at Balmuir? No, no, no really, no. Um, 
you got you got back from France then. It, it wasn't a long stint, and you came back to play under the late Ali McLeod. Um, how was he? Because it was kind of a tough period for you and the club with one thing or another, and he came with quite a, a solid reputation. Why did it not really work out for him? Aye, um, so just as sort of my time in France was coming to an end, um, Chiz was, I think Chiz went in with Ali. That's right. Um, and I think he, like Chiz is obviously still in, kind of was still in touch with Chiz. They came out to visit us and Chiz mm-hmm. came out to visit us in Paris actually. And uh, yeah. as, soon as, as soon as he heard it was coming back, he was sort of straight on to <laughs> it. And kind of, to be honest, that personally there was no way else I really wanted to go. I'd obviously no. I'd been in Paris for almost two years and no. I, did, I, did, I didn't care if, if I was a fit player I was going to be coming back to be honest with you yeah, that's I, it, I, I mm-hmm. kept myself fit but again, it, I was, I was get, approaching 30 by that time um, so when, when I heard available what in my I was again, I, I didn't really want to go anywhere else and I still remember I got, got home and within two days Ali um, started doing the golf club at Duffus and he sort of explained his vision for the club and, and he spoke mm-hmm. really well and he had some really good ideas um, and he was, I was, I was hundred percent sold to be honest. Um, no. he was, he was a real football football guy. Like he, he had some really good ideas. Some at the time, yeah, quite, yeah. quite mo- modern ideas. Like, modern ideas. I, I heard that. We had like we had the protein shakes and the heart rate mm-hmm. monitors, and um, it was it was a breath of fresh air for a start. And it was just a shame the results didn't go. And like he was unlucky. I got injured almost as soon as I got back. Ah, uh, yeah. Tore, tore my groin, I think, maybe like a month this season. And I mean, it was the day that we actually played for William away and got beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, we signed Kev Suter. I think you've had him on, and he was not the player that we thought. No, he said that himself. It just didn't work out for him. It felt like one thing yeah. and another. Aye. So he came, and again, another thing he signed was Stuart Leslie at the time. And, Okay. Two, two years previous, he was playing the third division against Rangers, and he was running, run, running games. Ken, so we were thinking, "Gee, gee, this signing." <laughs> and um, Scotty Fraser was out for a long period as That's well right. at that time, and it just didn't work out for, for Ali. It was a, it was a wee bit of a shame, and mm-hmm. if it like when the results aren't going well, either time you start to creep in and folk, oh, we're not happy with this, and nah, it's a bit of a yeah. snowball effect, and Ken. It's, it's, the modern methods start getting ridiculed for the exactly, they didn't work right it's, away. It's exactly right. Aye, it's exactly aye. right, Ken. It was um it was a shame for Ali and it's just so sad, Ken, taking taking far too young and he would have had a great uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure today Ken he would have he'd still been in football and aye, um, he would have bounced back somewhere. Aye, everything that he was doing at the time is now just accepted as normal. Standard, Ken. yeah. But at that yep. time it was eyebrows raised and sort <laughs> of thing, so I just didn't work out, unfortunately. Aye. But was it a huge lift for the boys to get a club legend like Dippy back in steady the ship, along with sort of Chiz, Craig Stewart and Blanche as well, boys that had, had been at the club? Must have lifted the boys, did it? Oh, definitely, I Certainly for like some of myself and Scotty that had played with Dippy and knew him for back mm-hmm. in the day. And a lot of the boys knew Craig for like, being at different side, like with quite a young team back, yeah, in, right. back in this day um, as well. And Dippy was assistant to Scotty for a wee while, so... Mm-hmm. We kind of knew what we were getting with Dippy. Ken, he was quite similar to Scott in style. He was old school mm-hmm. a wee bit as well. Um, Ken, the training was just back to what I was used to. It was Ken. I always think with the high lead teams, you only get about three hours a week with the players. Ken, that's right. So yeah, it's tough. You're, you're spending an hour of that gun through a four-four-two, and <laughs> it's like you've got to first and foremost you've got to be fit, and you've got to I can 
Aye. in your jobs and you've got to be competitive. So the training was back to sort of kind of running on Monday, five aside, mm-hmm. Wednesday sort of thing. And I seem to get the best out of us um, and we Aye, kind of yeah. bounce, bounce back up the league a wee bit. That's it. He steadied the ship a bit and he also made you captain. He did, aye. Um, was that so, an honour? Oh, absolutely, aye. It was an honour. Um, it was an honour. Um, like I say, I, I'd, I'd been vice-captain for a, for a wee while before yeah. that and I'd been captain. Ken Scotty was always a captain mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. me. He'd had his injury problem, so it wasn't, it wasn't anything new to me, really. Um, Scotty was Ken, quite, a, quite a quiet guy um, off the pitch, ah, so yeah. me and him kind of dovetailed quite well quite well together mm-hmm. um but oh, i was obviously an honor um i was i was by that point i was i was easily the most experienced player in the dressing room ah, yeah um, again there was a lot of young young talent in the squad but now a lot of league games um between us again, we, had, we had we did take Grant noble and, and kyle ray but again kyle was kyle was in a <laughs> new to the team ah, yeah and granny had been away in that as well so i suppose it was kind of natural choice um ah. Yep. Kyle, Kyle's great in the des- dressing room and maybe a Kyle's, different way to be a captain. <laughs> Kyle's brilliant in the dressing room. He keeps Abdi going, does he? Oh, you'll hate to get Kyle on. Like he's uh, quality. absolutely quality banter. Like just, just non-stop, just uh, capering. We Kyle, uh, we, we grant you alongside him, and I was just, it was just, uh, it was just brilliant. Sometimes. Were you, were you say you were good with the young boys? Keenan pointers, tips I'd like, like you got. I, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think I was. Um, there was plenty of young boys to give tips to. <laughs> um, that's for sure. The only uh-huh. the only thing I would say was my my game had to change as I got older and Aye. stuff. And like Ken, like I I was playing middle of the part. I lost most of my most of my electric pace I had back as <laughs> a winger, obviously. Um, uh-huh. So for for me, like the young boys maybe didn't see me as as being this outstanding high league player or whatever. Ken, that that um, yeah. It was. It wasn't easy. Always easy for me to feel like I was in the position to give advice. But always okay, did. Um, some uh-huh. lads, some lads took it better than others as well. Like I think <laughs> young lads, uh, they're um, a bit uh, touched, easily touched these days. Aren't uh, they? D- different now. Again, they've, they've got a lot more entitlement to them now, and it's just that's just a cult- cultural thing. And that's it. In, in some senses, it's great. Again, they they feel like they des- they've earned their place in the dressing room and. Right. And it works in in some senses really good, but in other senses it's it it, it, right. it isn't yeah. again. It's just it's just different times, Ken. Right. So 2017, Graham, you were granted a testimonial. Did the did the club and the fans look after you well? Aye, I was just amazing. Again, another amazing experience. Um, it was mm-hmm. something that Depe Depe put in my contract actually when I when okay. I signed a new deal. It wasn't something that I was expecting, and Depe says, "No, no, you've you've absolutely earned this." Um, um, I think deserve, does it 19, was I right with the 19 years at all levels? Oh, right. Something like that, I suppose, if you're, if you're going back to under aye. 13s, is probably the first. Aye, under 13s, retired when I was 32, so aye, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I suppose, uh, I suppose it was, it was, it was earned. Um, and it was, a, it was a great, it was a great experience. Like we played uh, Ross County and uh, we had a, we had a dinner and, um, Oh, just, just, just a brilliant experience altogether. I, yep. Aye. And um, did you have a good relationship with the fans throughout your career with the Ville? It's not Abdi Des, I don't I, I, I actually did. Um, I have to say, um, I remember playing uh, when I used to play in the twenty ones, and it was Jimmy. Was it Jimmy French? Used to stand beside the table, mm-hmm. and he used to always shout, 
And I just hear him in my ear. I used to stand beside him and he's get about here to what, get about to what, get about to what, <laughs> constantly. And right. I just sort of think fondly back to that because something There's nothing better than a, than a local <laughs> lad playing and, and doing well for the local club, is there? Aye, well, it was, it was, like I say, it was my, it was my ambition to a young mm-hmm. age to do it, and I, and I did it. And I suppose the position I played in, like, I like to think I kind of um, gave the fans a wee bit of excitement the way I played. Aye, and, yeah. and, and yeah. they probably, they probably appreciated that. And I seem to, have, honestly, like, seem to have a decent relationship with the fans. I can't yeah, the local players did. Um, yeah, he was. Aye, I think. So but, uh, I was maybe quite lucky in that sense. Um, that's good. So I the the time deep from yeah. So you hung up the boots in 2019, so last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. What prompted this? Was it was it mutual or did you just decide you, you did enough? Because I guess you probably were at an age where you could have carried on. I know, I just decided enough was enough. Um, I think there was, a, there was a combination of factors, really. Like I was, I was beginning to struggle injury-wise. Um, my knees, obviously, like spoken about a couple of bad knee injuries and Mm-hmm. It was quite getting quite quite painful. I think we were training like an astral turf constantly, and that was really bad for for the old knees. And nah, um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd I've got a family, like two kids, and that now as well. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, I was spending more time working. Um, Aye, so it yeah. was it was becoming, I was becoming a period where I was resenting sometimes going, and I was like, oh, I've mm-hmm. got to go, kind of captain. And gets I think if it starts getting to that stage, far it's becoming a chore. It's probably time to. Oh, that's right. And I think on a pitch as well, although I was doing a job for the team, it wasn't the same. Can I wasn't getting Aye. the same satisfaction out of like no. playing a six out of ten in the middle of the park. Can I, I, I wasn't that's an effort I started playing football for and it was a buzzer beating players and scoring goals and um that's that's what I loved. So so I decided to sort of um mm-hmm. Fizzle light rather than fade away, if you like. You Did go. you have uh, offers to carry on, or or was that just? Uh, I I could have. I'm, well, I'm I'm pretty sure I could have stayed at Avail if I wanted to. Aye. Like I was still playing pretty much every week. Um, really, you should have quite. came to the side and gave them a couple. Of well, years. Um, phone never <laughs> phone never rang. That's what I'm gonna say. Phone, uh, <laughs> phone okay. never rang. Uh, well, Wayne Murdo's dropped the ball there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Murdo. Um, no, nah, I was perhaps happy enough to hang up the boots. Um, Aye, to be honest, yes. I I'd, I'd played. Uh, if I'd gone doing levels, I, I would have just never stopped. Um, so nah, I thought, that's true. I've got to just yeah. my clean cut here, and that's it. Stop at the top. Level. Even co- even coaching, like Dippy says, can Dippy offer him a coaching job? Um, okay. Just as Chiz left, so that was on the table, and mm-hmm. um, again, like I, I just didn't want to put myself in a position where I would have to like commit to it fully because. Is it something you think you might go back to the coaching? Uh, possibly, I possibly. I think it, I'm a period just new, but I've kind of, like I said, I have two young kids and mm-hmm. uh, no, you're enjoying fo- fo- focusing uh, at it at the moment. You know, off two boys. So if one of them, if one they'll of them start get, playing soon enough. Well, if one of them gets into fit by then, you never know. I'll maybe, uh, I'll maybe. Go hey, into it's the a family and, tradition now to play for the Vale, so aye, kind of like one of them needs to step up. Okay, no pressure, eh? Like third generation, <laughs> but oh, we'll see. We'll see. You never know. Okay, before we move on, I'm sure you promised me a story about a lobster. Oh, <laughs> a lobster. Aye, so, okay, right, here we go, the lobster story. Um, Christmas night eat, I can't remember the year, but it would have been probably in Charlie, Charlesworth, manager, or maybe transition into Dippy, one of the two. Um, starts off, it, well, it was fancy dress, so I've, I've went as a lobster, um, <laughs> which was, a, which we will turn out to be a mistake um, uh-huh. because we were, we were in a castle I think it was and um, 
drink was flying and pretty boozy and we've went outside of our me and Craig Cowie and a few other lads and mine there was like a bike sitting outside the castle. Uh, some some <laughs> castle locals decided to take his bike to the pub on a Saturday night. Again, it's about <laughs> midnight. But I'm fancy dressing, I carry on, Ken, but like so uh-huh. I decided to take a bike for a wee spin. So I'm up <laughs> up down to the bottom of Seafield Street going down this bike, just saying a laugh, Ken. Get back to the castle and Craig Cowie says, Oh, I see a shot. I can't remember he was dressed up, lads. Um <laughs> he's seen a bike hundred mile an hour down Seafield Street and ghosted it into the water. And the bike's the bike's mangled, so <laughs> we just left it, can put it back for it was. Never thought it uh, it. Turned out to the guy for his bike it was, wasn't very happy that his bike was mangled. It was like a castle <laughs> regular. I'm mega mention his uh-huh. name. But, uh, he was absolutely raging and, and mine being the castle and it was like a it was like a, a witch hunt to see if I did it and I hang and you know, Abdi's just denying it sort of thing, but I didn't think much much else of it. Um, Monday night, the boys uh, the boys turned to training, um, <laughs> raging because he's wanting he's wanting his bike again. He's oh, we've wrecked his bike. So, seen the guy and so I've just like got in my car and like drove away. I'm like oh man, he's going to like turn up my door or something again. Like what a, what a nightmare. So, um, long story short, basically the boy was absolutely raging, wanting to get the police involved and stuff. So I've had to end up. <laughs> um, Denying, still denying it, but the CCTVs went to the club, uh, um, and there was a lobster scene driving riding a bike along Seafield <laughs> Street at twelve at night. Um, so I was banged to rights, even though to this day it wasn't me that broke the bike. I had to give, uh, it, I had to pay the boy a hundred quid for a new chat. bike, for a new bike. So Craig Cowie, do my hundred quid if you're listening. Easier, easier <laughs> <new wheels>. <laughs> <laughs> Right folks, just before we hear Graham's best 11 that he played with, I'm going to quickly do the competition draw. Put all the names in the hat here. Pick one out. And the winner is... Angus Wood. Well done Angus. Um, You can give the page a shout and tell me if you'd like a gin or a whiskey for your prize. Well done. Now back to Graham, and let's hear the best 11 he played with. Okay, Graham, that's been uh, enjoyable. Uh, look back at your career. Now you get to tell me about the best 11 that you've played with. Okay, so fire on. Right, any goals? Um, obviously, easy to start a bunch. Um, the only other goalies that I can serve is Pennet or uh, Minnie. Minnie was a great shop stopper, and say it was Pennet, okay. Blanche just whole package really like um, yeah he actually was a decent striker in his day he played up front for a school team we'd a uh-huh. we'd play goalies Sharples and uh, McConaughey in the, the goals so Blanche played uh-huh. up front but he kind of sums it up because he was he was a good football player about his feet good kicker uh-huh. yeah. good at catching the high in league you normally get there's normally loads of good shot stoppers but can't mm-hmm. catch a bar now you've, you've kind of got your right back out of position a wee bit to accommodate others of you I have. I have had to. I've had to um, put some round pegs in square holes. But uh, you've kind of um, gone for the Greg formation, have you? If I well, I, I come. I come here in defence of the winger because the, <laughs> the, the winger gets slaughtered in this podcast. There's never been. Uh, you do. There's never been picked in the team yet. So I'm, even I'm the get, wingers themselves are slaughtering. Right, it's unbelievable. So I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm in here in defence of the winger. There's. There's a winger in my team. Oh, um, good. Like it or nay. So I've had to. 
I've had to put Dougal at right back. Um, uh-huh. So but he could was, play anywhere anyway. He could. Uh, he played. He played left back, right back, left wing, right wing. Aye. He played that way for a veil. He so. played up front as a bear, and that. Aye, well there you go. He was all around athlete, was he? You can deal do, do, do <laughs> him. So athletes pushing it. Aye, well was he near a hundred meter champion at school? I think oh, he probably. was. Probably. I think he was. He was a uh, fair unit, like. Aye, so he's right back. He was Ken, just Rolls Royce player. Ken, if he wanted to, he could have been playing full time. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Ken, just aye. far too good for a high league. I would say in his in his prime, um, just had everything. Aye. Just had everything, and just. A great guy in the dressing room as well, to be honest. Brilliant, uh, good for a night suit. Exactly, aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, I probably, I've never put in Kenny Gilbert on my team. Just aye. I couldn't fit him in, but he was, he ran Dougal very close for that, for that position. I've, okay. spoke, I've already spoken about him. Um, aye, yeah. In the yeah. dressing room, professionalism, etc. Um, Magic. You know, Dougal gets to know it. Okay. Um, Centre-halves? Centre-halves, I've got Chase and Scotty Fraser. Uh-huh. Um, again, speaks for speak for themselves. Chiz has been spoken about a lot in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So just just he spoke uh, a lot himself in his any. He did I that's nearly like him actually. <laughs> I, normally normally it doesn't have much to say, Chiz. It's quite surprising. <laughs> um but no, I just um Ken, just just a specimen of a man really like physically, like Aye. didn't see anybody get a better of him. Ken nah. physically nah. strong, fast, unbelievable in the air. I think two Highland League Player of the Year say it all as well. It says it all. You could have played him anywhere and he'd been best player on the pitch, usually. Um, Just a leader as well. So just just, um, kind of player that doesn't come up um, every generation. So I think Kenny was was a one-off choice. And next time, Scotty Fraser. um, Mm -hmm. Again, probably the player that I played with the longest throughout my career. He signed just that season. I got into the team as well. So we kind of went through the years together. He was... Just a just an unbelievable centre half, just um strong as an ox, can heart while mm-hmm. lying, just um Aye. and technically good as well, Ken probably didn't That's right. appreciate Aye. his his left foot was brilliant, he was good in a ball, um just good at driving stock cars. <laughs> good at driving stock cars. <laughs> he would sometimes turn up on a Saturday and be like limping <laughs> in the and like what is that what's your idea? And like oh, I got a bad smart I got a bad smash last weekend like in a stock car. <laughs> Um, oh, he's got like just just a really nice lad and a, and a great player. For like, if you're a DM five a sides and trainer or whatever, Ken, it's got in our team one because you couldn't get couldn't get past him. Like, Ken, if the pitch was Aye. too small, you just you just mop everything up and the, and the rest of the team just you still mm-hmm. don't want it. Okay. Um, no, just a great player, and a great lads really. Uh, and left back, obviously, you got to be somebody else. Um, the yeah. modern day fullback, two years. Before his time, eh? Well before <laughs> his time. Um, just had a bit of it in his locker, Kenny. Just he never never had to dive into a tackle, never had no. to lunge or anything like that. He just, just had so much so much class about him as a player. Yeah. Um and he, he could do it going going forward again. He just his cross mm-hmm. and everything was mm-hmm. just bang on him on every time. Um and I obviously my, my ex manager as well, so uh-huh. fix himself. Good. Cracking defence. Uh, okay. Yep. So midfield. I mean, I've I said to you, and I was texting you. I could have filled my whole team. with centre midfield. We Scottish centre, Scotland and centre midfield players. Right. Um, I could have the team, the players that didn't get in, like Graham Roger, Big Cowie, Yogi, Gary Clark. Again, I could have went there. Not cool. players. players. Exactly. I've gone for Rab. Um, just because. Mm-hmm. Just because is. Um, why he could control games, teach to games by the scruff of the neck without even really. Um, moving mm-hmm. much in the pitch, can he would he would patrol that sort of central area, um, yeah, and he would yeah. just orchestrate things 
off the pitch, another leader um, and a really strong guy. Right. Um, Stuart Anderson alongside him. Um, okay. I've, I've snuck him in there. I, we, did, we didn't <laughs> play that often together, but um, played sort of for a year together in school and then the different yeah. boys and that. And class. Again, just, just, a class, just a class player. Like he was... Uh, he was again, age group when we were younger. He was well ahead of everybody else. Um, yeah, yeah. He probably should have played higher. Um, he probably says that in his podcast, is he? But Aye. he mm-hmm. probably enjoyed the student lifestyle a bit too much as well. Um, student <laughs> <laughs> lifestyle, I think a diploma at the end. Uh, I think he actually maybe did go to a lecture once we all, but uh, I'm not sure if he really... <laughs> Aye, he wasn't enrolled. No, nah, he, he, he went along for the ride to be honest, that's for sure. It probably didn't do him too many favours. <laughs> uh, he'd be like training with Scotland in their 19s the next day and we'd be like, uh, he'd tell a few stories along that lines like uh, we'd have lectures the next day so that probably we probably didn't contribute to his uh, career in the, in the most positive uh, <laughs> manner but no no top player and uh, other uh, top 10 on the right I've got Bino okay um, who again falls into category or should have played at higher, higher level high. um, yeah just, just a really silky player comfortable on the ball had about everything, just didn't hate, probably just didn't hate like like determination to, to go in. Well, now, now playing at Banff Rovers. Is he playing for Rovers now? Well, uh, he's aye, let, okay. he left his side and is now at Banff Rovers, so aye, maybe, okay. it maybe says it all about maybe ambition, but definitely maybe, the talent aye. is there for aye. all to see, but aye. I guess being at sea is, is a hindrance to that as well. Aye, that's right, isn't it? it's an easy um, coming coming back, hitting a pier and hitting it going play. Aye. Um, no, no. So Bino's in there, but a high class player. I did actually I nearly went four four two with another winger but okay. um, Paul Sutherland. He was uh-huh. came into my mind just, just yesterday actually. Um just had a great wee spell, didn't he? But he just oh, didn't seem to fancy it, did yeah, he? Just just stopped playing football, I think. Just, couldn't believe it. Just didn't have any real desire to do well no, or no. play and but he was just unbelievable. Like um, I was racking my brains for wingers because I was determined to get some, get some <laughs> in. And, uh, and Paul was Paul was unbelievable in his in his time. Like just maybe could get near him. Again, like, just I was just waiting for a team, a big aye. team, to come in for him. And so I lost the fit by that. A waste. Oh, big waste. I so he doesn't make it in. But I'll give him a mention because of, of what could have been. Uh, so well, you've got a winger on the left. Left Magoo. I went for Magoo on the left. Um, he he gets in, not just for being a winger, but because he was he was probably, he was quality. Yeah, he was and um, he was he was unpredictable in terms of he didn't really care fit Magoo you were going to get on a Saturday. <laughs> Ken, if he was in a good mood, you Ken, you were getting a ten out of ten or two. And Ken, if if he had that consistency, he would have played higher. I think he did play higher for a wee while. But, um, and, uh, and he retired for about two days, did he? At the end of season, <laughs> but he signed for back. He, he retired. I think I did see his back in between his press ups. I did see it on his Facebook. That he, was, <laughs> he was back, um, but he's a good lad. And I can. There was a period at Vale. Ken, we were out in Aberdeen every weekend. Um, like some Magoo and Ken. It, it was um, Magoo was. I was an unpredictable player, but when he was on, he was he was brilliant. Nobody could get near him. Ken, um, be a good so, lad to get on. Uh, he would be a good lad to get on. I definitely. He would have some stories for you. Um, few, uh-huh. few uh, nights out with Magoo. Um, uh-huh. Few stories that probably couldn't <laughs> put in the podcast. But um, <laughs> 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 some good nights out with Magoo. Uh, yeah. Uh, and your strike force will come as no surprise. 
No, it's almost a bit. It's almost a bit boring, but Moby and McKenzie. <laughs> I'll let you start um, banning them for being. Aye, I can. I can. But I mean, class, absolute class, and uh, yeah. pleasure of talking to Moby a few weeks ago for his podcast, and he, he was a nice lad as well. I a lot of folk don't know Ken expect him more, but he's actually like quite a a quiet, I quiet so guy sometimes. I just like a nice I guy. Like, um, I actually went. I was in a in a stag do in Vegas. Um, Stephen Bertram's stagger, and okay, um, he texts me. Moby texts me. I hadn't spoken to Moby for probably ten years or something, and he okay. just texts me out of the blue on Facebook saying, "Are you in Vegas?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes. Where are you staying?" And then here he is, just appeared. Uh-huh, turned up. So he just turned up, and he was on his own, obviously. I didn't know. I reckon five was we. He just uh, just turned up, and then it was weird. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so right. he then, like, I didn't actually play that that much with him. Like he, I think he left, or he was offshore. The season I really broke through to Vale. Um, no. But just just an unbelievable player in terms of. Just had just had like like devil in him like that's right. Bennett Haas must have hated playing against him because he was always up to mischief. He was like, <laughs> and, and but if there was a bar bracken in the box, he would he would score. Um, he was just he was just an absolute menace goal scorer. Um, <laughs> just his agility, his like little, he was just he was just a you know he was just a one off player. Um, Aye, yeah. Yeah, and then alongside him, <clears throat> Big Mike probably. Big Mike, yeah, right. Mike the McKenzie. Oh, uh, the best player I've played with. Um, okay, I put him, put him in that air, in that category easily. Kenny, right. right. he was different class completely. Like how he never played for a higher level. I'm, I'm never bit, really, a, bit more pace than he would have been for I'm, sure. Exactly. That's that's obviously it went against. Not that he him. needed it. No. And in fact, probably if he didn't look like a player, okay, that probably didn't help him. Well, that well. goes against some boys, eh? Yep. All right, so, um, Mike, just unbelievable player. He made my job so easy because I just used to give him a bar and just and run. And, <laughs> and just run. I didn't even used to take a look. I just can't. Aye. If I gave him a bar, your feet, no bother. Aye, one, it was sticking, and two, he would Aye. put it in my path, Ken. Um, great player, unbelievable. Amazing. Player and just a uh, great lad as well. Okay, me and Mike got quite pally. Like okay, we aye. Aberdeen squad and buses and his banter is unbelievable. Can just okay. put up constant uh, mischief and slaughtering, <laughs> slaughtering boys and ah, he'd be a good, he'd be a good one. Aye, no, Mike, aye, Mike's Mike's easily the best player I've played with. My, my okay, uh, far as your skipper, skipper. Oof, uh, let's go for um, let's go for Chiz. Chiz. Right, okay, and Gaffer? Gaffer, ooh, uh, let's go for, um, I'll go for Scotty, my dippy assistant. Okay. Yeah, sitting in the fence a wee bit there. <laughs> and would you get many games if you were in this squad? Uh, I, I would I would probably rotate with Magoo. If Magoo, okay. was, if Magoo had was maybe having a wee sock or something, I'd maybe, oh, I'd maybe <laughs> slot in. And <laughs> I, I'd, maybe, I'd maybe get the odds run out. Um, if you dropped this team into the, the current Highland League, where would you think they'd finish? Uh, oh, I'm pretty sure with that team would win it, to be honest. Aye. I mean, no, definitely. Rora's a, a good team just now, but there's players in that team that I think well, they'd have enough to see it over the line, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Aye. One question I forgot to ask you. Faz, the toughest direct opponent you've came up against in the Highland League? Uh, toughest direct opponent would have to be, and I've thought about it, I've seen, it was Jamie Shewan. Bucky. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> like he was a player that there was no skill or finesse about him whatsoever. Okay. But like a Ross Stokely type. 
Kirk, oh, Kirk he, Broadfoot. Uh, oh, kind of, but like mere athletic. Like if, oh, okay. like if right. he was given a, he, he used to like, if he was given a job or stopped him, then right. he it did it. Happen. Like, and I just right. used to hate it. I mean, like, I mean, when Greg got a Bucky job, right. and I used to play Bucky, and Greg was just like, well, I, I mean, like seeing him before the game, he's like, well, you and I touch a bad issue and just need to let you move, Ken. <laughs> and, he was right, and, he was right, and he was right enough, Ken. He would just like kick you and like shove you and just smack you like for a nightmare. So I used to okay. hate playing against him. Um, another thing would, I would mention is, is a boy, Craig Ross, that played for Locos. I mean, oh, I, right. I rarely used to give Dippy much defensive help, but <laughs> when he used to play right wing, he was one right. player that... that could could uh, run past the pen. I used to try, I used to try and fend uh, against him, but he was just physically like really fast ah. and strong, and ah, it was hard to, yeah. hard to deal with him. Ken Neil McLean at Locos was I was a, a brilliant player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to he used to tear us to shreds sometimes, and I think we tried to sign him a few times, which uh-huh. me, thankfully we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, that's yeah. Okay. Oh, another another it's... thing another thing that I, I should have mentioned. I've got it written down here as when. Mm-hmm. That first season I made it, my breakthrough to Vale was signed at the very start of the season in Boycard Gordon Farmer. Okay. So we signed Greg signed Gordon Farmer. If at the time had been playing for Huntley and mm-hmm. he was left winger, is that same as me, but he was maybe sure. like five years older or whatever. Okay. I was like, oh God, Ken, that's that's me. Ken, I'm back to uh, being reserve reserve winger. Um but it was just one of that things, just like a challenge and I ended up he ended up leaving after six months because he couldn't get in the team. Um Tuh. It was just just one of those like Ken. It's no, yeah. Whether whether or not he he obviously wasn't sure that I was get a D once I got. Aye, so Ken, contingency. Oh, that's right. And he was he was mm. a bigger name, Ken. It was he was a good right. sign paper at the time, and it's just one of those yeah. things that's kind of worked out for me. Uh, one one last question there before we do the quick fires. Um, boys have been wondering since you're now making millions on the ocean, uh, <laughs> fit that you DVI your testimonial money. <laughs> uh, well, actually, um, I well, I gave, I gave, I ended up getting half with the the RNLI. Um, okay. The Brilliant. obviously, like a, an organisation that's quite close to close to my heart right. now. That uh, my my current um, employment. So I gave. Yes. I ended up thought Brilliant. of a nice gesture. I kind of took the thing. Oh, Back back in the day when my dad used to, I used to do a contracts and stuff used to come up. My dad was always uh-huh. like, "You're you're an idiot for money, do it for enjoyment." Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. To get on and yeah. thought, I thought I'll try and do a try and do a good thing. So ah, good, well done. Okay, uh, some quick fire questions and then we're done, Graham. Right, I've changed a few of them this for this series. Oh. Uh, some are the same and some a couple are different, just to keep okay. Abdi on their toes. Yeah, well, um, because Abdi hates VAR, so I've dropped that in. But, oh, I was, uh, was going to say yes. <laughs> okay, well, you can say that anyway. You're one of the few. <laughs> okay. Uh, one one thing you would change about fit, by the way? It would be something some to do with like f- financial fair play or something like the, right. the big Market the big actually teams. works. All right, like... <laughs> Okay, and the big team like this, you don't know where to stop the big teams with the money. Okay, you want the money ah. in the fit bar, but it needs to ah, trickle yeah. doing better. That's true. So, right. like some sort of like taxation thing for you spend mm-hmm. over a certain amount, right? You've got to pay a certain amount for the lower ah. clubs. Okay. okay, financial fair play. It shouldn't have stopped the money coming into fit bar. No, but uh, maybe just spread ah. the love a wee bit. Ah. And also, okay. love, also a topically, that water break they're doing at the moment. How ridiculous! Oh. <laughs> it's honking, isn't it? <laughs> How ridiculous is that? <laughs> Uh, you think we were playing in flipping Caribbean or something? Yeah, okay, what a joke. 
Um, if you could have played at one other Highland League, League club, who would you have liked to play for? Oof, dearie me. Well, locals would have been the one team that I sort of half considered going okay. to. I quite, I quite liked their setup. I had played well and I seemed to play well mm-hmm. on that pitch. Okay. Um, so I'll go for them. Go for them. I think you might have answered this for me, but in your, in your time watching and playing for the Vale, who do you think Devon Vale's greatest ever player is? Uh, oh, that's, a, that's a tough one because greatest ever is like... Well, that you can remember seeing. Aye. Well, you watching or playing with. Aye, I'm going to say Mike. Aye. got to say Mike. Dippy would have to be mentioned for his, mm-hmm. for his longevity and consistency, but in terms of pure ability, it's Mike. Aye, okay. Um... Do you prefer watching the football just now with a fake crowd noise or in silence? Um, I like watching it in silence. I like to try and listen to if they're shouting at each other. The fake crowd and noise is shite. Like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and it's like two I, minutes after the bar's going oh, I kind of get over the fact that there's a little dweeb sitting in, a, in an office <laughs> oh, somewhere yeah. pressing a button when <laughs> something happens. Like, it's just... You must it's like, a fair job. Like, oh, it's just like... It's, they think it's for idiots, Ken. It's like, this is not nah, yeah. real. <laughs> okay, last question. As I say, which pro player, past or present, would you say was the closest match to your style, attributes and personality on the pitch? Oh, I really struggled with this. Like, I can't this question was coming, obviously, and I've thought about it. And uh-huh. To be honest, like, I, I'm, there's no left-footed wingers play <laughs> on the left on the like, I'm a, No, well, that's true. Like, I'm, a, I'm a dying dying breed so um, kind of if I came through right now I'd probably be playing the right sort of thing and uh, yeah. so I'm going to have to go back I was kind of you start thinking about like oh, mm-hmm. old fashioned wingers I uh, can't say like gigs or that it's too bales uh-huh. too, he's too good um, it would hate to be like somebody that like a poor man's like poor man's bale or somebody like that I came up with like Neil, Neil McCann or somebody Neil like McCann that. is exactly if I was going to my <laughs> mind you thinking, <laughs> uh, there you go and Neil McCann that'll do I open the gates, terrible end product. There we go. Uh, hey, you had a good career, Neil McCann. I was, I lead Rangers, man, and I said, there we go. Aye, brilliant. Well, Graham, it's been a pleasure, and it's good to keep the local lads coming on as well, um, as some, some of the others rooting about. So thank you for agreeing to do it. No, thank you very much for having me on. Really enjoyed it, and uh, good luck with the rest of the series. Cheers. Great to hear Graham's story and thanks a lot to him for agreeing to come on the show. Got some fantastic guests lined up to follow him. Next two coming up, I've got Jerry O'Driscoll and then Brian Thompson. After that, we'll hear from Scott Anderson and then Aberdeen and Scotland's Stuart McKimmy. Arsenal's Kim Little is next, followed by Bucky Thistle's gaffer, Graham Stewart. King of the Beach end Joe Harper has agreed to come on in late August just before Bristol City's finest, Scott Murray. Former Cove and Peterhead hitman Martin Johnston follows him. And to close the series, we will hear from Blair Tate, Willie Garner, and finally, Steve Pelly patterson Something for everyone there, I think. You can listen to all of these and all the previous episodes by searching for Beyond Canal Park on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on the Anchor app. There are still advertising opportunities available for the current series. They cost £50 an episode or £100 for three. All proceeds from all the adverts will be going to local charity Bright Horizons as well as the British Lung Foundation. Thanks as always for listening and I'll leave you all with John McClay's leaving message 
to Devon side. See you next week. Cheers, James. Just want to wish the uh, the side the best for our, for the season, and in particularly Ernie uh, for us coming in to fill the hole. Are the best. I think uh, there will be some tough times, but you've just got to plunder your way through it. But are the best. Cheers, James. This episode is sponsored by Fred Philip Electrical. NICEIC approved electricians. Duncan and his squad of highly skilled electricians can undertake jobs big or small. They are local and knowledgeable in their field, completing work to the highest degree of detail and professionalism. Fred Philip Electrical are based in Portsoy but can travel to cover the surrounding areas too, providing top quality electrical services. For more information, go to www.fredphilipelectrical.co.uk. Duncan's team have an unrivaled depth of experience working in the local area and beyond. To make an inquiry or appointment, or if you have an emergency, contact Duncan on 01261 843916 or email fredphilipelectrical at outlook.com. Fred Philip Electrical, taking care of all your electrical needs.